Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What is up, Gypsy Gang? Uh, we're back for the third episode for this week, which I'm pretty pumped about. Uh, yeah, definitely my goal is to get more of these going. Last week was crazy, so we're just sort of trying to post these uh, in like a cool, kind of a cool, fun order for everybody to listen to. Um, thanks to everybody that has been listening, uh, not just this week, but uh, forever in the history of Gypsy Tales. Really appreciate it. Uh, today's guest is a guy by the name of George Hanlon, and he is the uh, organizer of the Subversion uh, Jiu-Jitsu series. He is the promoter for the Australian ADCC. He owns Sub Apparel, uh, and he just got back from basically the World Cup of Jiu-Jitsu, which was uh, the ADCC tournament held in Anaheim. Uh, two guys that have been on this podcast, Lachlan Giles and Craig Jones, actually medaled at the event, and Lockie basically provided us with maybe one of the more uh, amazing feats ever at ADCC. So uh, I invited George to come and uh, hang out and just sort of do a bit of an ADCC recap as well as talk about his subversion tournament that he'd re- just run right before ADCC, which I think was maybe one of the best grappling events in Australia. Uh, so yeah, it was just kind of cool to get him on and just shoot the shit about uh, jiu-jitsu. So definitely forewarning everybody uh, that is more onto the motocross action sports side of the podcast. Um, this is definitely a jiu-jitsu focused episode. Um, so yeah, discretion advised. Don't be like, oh, all you did was talk about jiu-jitsu. That's because this is a jiu-jitsu episode. Uh, but yeah, George is a really rad dude. So um, definitely worth listening to regardless, in my opinion. Uh, I just also wanted to give a very special shout out to him in the sense that he flew up to the Gold Coast just for the podcast, just for the day from Sydney after a hectic week of traveling uh, all off of his own back. So that is, um, yeah, that is insanely appreciated. Uh, I'm hoping that we get to the stage where we can start just flying people in uh, on a whim, uh, but that is not the case yet. But that's the goal. And it was just really cool that he was like, you know what, I'm just going to come and do it. Um, off my own dime which was yeah super appreciated uh and because of that he is going to be the sponsor of today's episode uh as i previously mentioned he runs a company called sub apparel and he has so graciously and kindly provided us with a promo code uh that will give you 15 percent across their entire store uh that's to go with 
the offer that they already do of uh, free shipping Australia-wide over $80. Um, so if you need a new gi, if you need new rash guard, training shorts, uh, the thing with the grappling shorts too is that they're really good gym shorts. So even if you're listening to this and you, you don't actually do jiu-jitsu, uh, you could definitely go and get the grappling shorts for training in. Uh, I spend a lot of time in my grappling shorts just because they're super comfy. The fit's really good. Um, the material's really good and there's no pockets or anything like that. It's just like really light uh, solid athletic shorts. So that's something to keep in mind if you just want to support uh, someone who has, uh, yeah, definitely put in their own time and money to support this podcast. Uh, the code for subapparel.com is Gypsy Tales. And again, that's going to give you 15% off. So just wanted to give uh, George a shout out, make his company the uh, sponsor for this episode. He's also got a couple of events coming up. Um, if you head to the Subversion Facebook page, uh, they've got a charity beach uh, wrestling uh, competition slash exhibition in November uh, that goes towards the Kids with Cancer Foundation and in March at the Arnold Classic uh, there will be the uh, next Australian ADCC tournament which I believe I will be competing in um, and yeah I'm excited I was going to do it this year but for some personal reasons I got stuck up in Cairns so uh, I'm excited to do that competition George runs a really really tight ship when it comes to uh, jiu-jitsu competitions he does the um the Oz sub only as well as the subversion so uh, definitely worth checking out his website uh, and uh, just seeing how you can get involved with what he has going on in the Australian jiu-jitsu community uh, thanks very much for listening uh, and we'll see you guys next time all right what up gypsy gang back second podcast today we're, we're killing it I told you we were doing a bunch um, so I'm in the studio right now with the homie George Hanlon and uh, he is this is just forewarning everybody this is going to be a super jiu-jitsu uh intense heavy podcast because uh that's literally what george has flown from sydney to the goldie to talk about um so george runs a promotion called subversion uh which is a uh, i think australia's top tier uh jiu-jitsu event uh going right now and then also the sort of second part to this is uh you're involved in the adcc organization and we're just there for maybe the best grappling tournament of all time to date would you agree yeah so yeah thanks for inviting me up yeah uh, i've had a busy couple of weeks yeah i didn't think that you'd be just so eager to just jump on a plane like yesterday to today and just yeah. go yeah like why not let's just do a bit more traveling. well yeah i had a couple of a couple of things that i wanted to do here as well yeah but because today with the my delayed flight and cancelled flight oh yeah sorry cancelled cheers yeah. jetstar yeah so yeah just got time for this which is good so, yeah yeah no i really appreciate it so we'll start off with the sub well i guess your background in general so you're a jiu-jitsu brown belt yep that's correct uh yeah. and you were sort of just like talking then like how i got into the filming side of things which led me to the podcast is basically because i was like oh, i'm just not good enough to be professional at motocross so you sort of had like a similar thing with jiu-jitsu eh yeah so i, I actually i started jiu-jitsu when i was 23 I'm turning 35 next month. Um, you know, always had it as a just basically had it as a just a hobby. You know, you know, going training like three time, three four times a week. But you know, I was never like you know one of them guys like I'm gonna my goal is worlds. So I'm yeah, gonna I'm train gonna all ADCC, the time. Yeah. I just do it because I like you know just because I enjoyed it and just it's just another hobby. Yeah. So and you know. I, 
you know, I was like, I have surfing, you know, also you know, skateboarding, all that sort of stuff. But yeah. it was it was probably around Purple Belt when I was like, I just had a kid, and you know, I was before I, I should mention as well. Before that, I used, used to party, party a lot as well. So <laughs> you know, party a lot. I was down the pub, but, you know, and then it was yeah, I got to Purple Belt and I had a kid, and I you know, I sort of like right, I can't do all the partying and all that anymore. So cut that out and I just concentrate on you know jiu-jitsu competitions and it was like, yeah it was, it was strange saying that because normally when people have kids and they train less but yeah. <laughs> I was like I just had to knock something out of my life to you know um, to keep training yeah and um, yeah it was around, I was you know I was doing a bunch of, I think it was like two years I was on purple I was doing a bunch of competitions you know I was going around country you know i was i've been i went to melbourne perth you know up here at the gold how long Coast. have you lived in australia for uh be my 18th year i think oh really yeah, so you 18, come here pretty young 18, huh? yeah i was at, well, yeah i was 18 yeah right but, um i did go back a couple of times like for extended stays but when i just realized i was like fuck don't want to stay anymore yeah yeah so yeah um yeah so yeah, it was yeah back to yeah, I was com- competing for like two years uh, did yeah it did reasonably well but you know I, was, I never had got, like f- big goals to like right I'm gonna you know so mm. you know I was realistic of where I was at you know what do you think ten- that like what do you think that is for like what's the point do you think that you have to reach to go like nah I'm gonna take jiu-jitsu seriously like what sort of level would you have to be at a, at a purple belt to justify like only doing jiu-jitsu in your opinion yeah you have to you pretty much have to focus on it 100 percent. but like what would be in your mindset like you said that like you didn't you're like okay no i'm not gonna like i know i'm not gonna be a world champion like what do you think you'd would have had to have been going on differently for you to be like no i fucking think i could do this oh i suppose it was just because of my old bad habits and stuff like that you know um but yeah it's, it's a difficult one to, yeah because like you do see a lot of people like that they want to just quit and do jiu-jitsu yeah, full time people, and it's yeah. like a lot of people aren't even at the level so it's like what do you think the level would be where you would you say know, to I, a guy like no nah, you should quit and just do jiu-jitsu oh uh, yeah okay so you we're know? saying um, yeah you'd, you'd have to be dominating like literally like the biggest competitions here which are like nationals your Pan, 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 Pan yeah. Pacific and then like getting tickets to you know winning the Abu Dhabi trials, you know, to go over there, yeah. compete in the worlds over there. So, is obviously there's been a few guys that have have done that now. Yeah, but um, yeah, I've seen a lot of people just quit their jobs and train full time. But it's not some, realistic for a lot of people, right? No, no. So I, I I knew that for myself. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was about yeah, it was around the time when EBI first started blowing up. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, there was and it was. Gordon Ryan. That's when he started making prominence in the in the scene, and I was like, "Man, I really like this. I really like this sub only." Yeah. You know, I was I was got super into it, um, and then yeah, I just thought, why don't we sort of do a do a competition or an event based around like submission only? Yeah. And uh, I talked to a few people, and I actually came back to a. Because I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, yeah. I've never done. So you had any, like zero experience. Nah, nah. In I was just that. like, 
I just had no no experience in competition. I'd, I think I'd worked one time at a competition on the scoreboard. No shit. Just going like putting the points, and even I was fucking that up. I well, was that, like, yeah, they <laughs> all do. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, then I was, I got talking to it. Oh yeah, I got talking to one of the guys at the club about it, and he just was really interested in it. That's Rafael. Do you know Rafael? No. He's a um, legacy boy. He's got a club up. Uh, Sunshine Coast. Oh, okay. I probably would have yeah. seen him then. And uh, I just got talking to him about it, and he was, and he had worked at a bunch of comps. He was like running around, organising, and doing some refing. He's been been a ref and all that sort of stuff. So I said, oh, you know, got this idea. You know, would you be keen on getting involved with it? So he jumped on board, and then next minute, yeah, we we did our first Oz Sub Only. I think it was 2016. Yeah, right. Yeah, just a mission only comp, and uh, yeah, been doing that for two two years. No, no, where are we now? Nineteen. Nineteen, yeah, yeah three, so three three years. years. And uh, that's you know always getting good numbers there. Always, it's always well received. A lot of you know people come and have a great day and enjoy themselves. Yeah, and yeah. Always, you know, it's just so it was just different. You know, going against grain grain of everything else. Yeah, because it's know, so heavily IBJF dominated in Australia. Yeah, so we got. You know, we've been doing like cash prizes, championship belts, super fights, you know, yeah. all sorts of stuff rather than just, yeah, oh yeah, come and we'll just you know, play the points game and win yeah. by advantage and woo, yeah. And then yeah. get a medal and go home. It's like, oh, you know. We, so or giving out medals for like no one even being in your division. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weird shit that goes on like that. Oh, I've seen so. Have you seen a lot of that? A like, bit, yeah. We, yeah. It sucks. Like we've got a dude at our gym and he's a heavyweight and he's like heavyweight masters guy and like he wants to fight but like he goes to these comps all the time like just people just don't rock up for him to fight and he gets a medal and it's like it's a fucking bummer for him you know right so yeah it's just like it's just weird how that it it works right like there's a few there's there's definitely some quirky stuff that goes on in some of those those comps but i mean i don't know that's i guess that's been like the foundation of of the comp like the competition scene in jiu-jitsu for a while yeah but it's, it's cool to see some different stuff coming in now. Yeah. Is it a trip no. to think that you were like the first dude in Australia to do the sub only thing and like do it differently in the way that you guys are doing it? Uh, I, I wasn't actually the first. There was a couple, there was two other uh, comps that were done before. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, one, we were, I think we were the ones actually, you know, com- actually committed to it. Mm fully and went that are right, doing it three yeah. years later yeah yeah so uh, and there's a lot of people like it a lot of people want to do that style yeah a lot of people focus on submission well because yeah we, we say we're a submission grappling tournament yeah you know so there is becoming I guess it's that's probably what we'll talk about as we get more into like the ADCC stuff but like it definitely seems like it, there's a split that's happening where it's like traditional jiu-jitsu in the gi and there's all of the jiu-jitsu guards there's all of the passing there's all of like the structure that is around brazilian jiu-jitsu and then it seems like there's no gi submission grappling it seems like it's not the same thing anymore yeah it is is definitely widening like splitting yeah Yeah. so it's and and i love both like I'll, i'll train the gi two three times a week and i'll jump and do nogi twice a week you know i enjoy both a lot of people like just want to do one or one yeah but i'm just like yeah just, just do both like 
I have fun doing both. Yeah, it yeah. may. I mean, it it definitely makes sense. I think that though, you seeing like the dudes like Gordon and Craig and Lockie, yeah. like they're not competing in the gi at all. It's because yeah. I think that as you get to that top level, like you don't see a dude at the Olympics doing the one hundred meters and the the eight hundred yeah, meters. Yeah. Like it's a different. They're doing a different yeah. sport. Well, like I've heard like Craig and others say that no gi is where the money's at. That's where they're getting paid. So yeah. That's yeah. That's what I reckon. Like, if, if you're an up and coming, you know, jiu jujitsu player, you, you wanna, where do you wanna go? Do you wanna go and make some money? Then I reckon you should go over to submission grappling and mm. see where you can go there. Because yeah, he, like obviously the top gi guys are getting paid still. Yeah. But the no gi guys. It's not the same. No, nah, the no gi guys are getting. getting I wonder what money. implication that has for the sport is in general, like does it because competition drives sports really you know like yeah. the fact that like little league baseball football afl like the kids that go out like you know nippers and surf life-saving like you need to have these uh organized sport and then competitions around the organized sport and it seems like that's the thing that will keep you going like do you think that you'd go to football training on a tuesday and a thursday if you didn't play any games on the weekend like you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you probably wouldn't go. And then it's like everyone wants to be like if you play football or if you do jiu-jitsu, you're like, fuck, it'd be so sick to like only do jiu-jitsu or it'd be so sick to be a pro surfer. And then I just get paid to go surfing. So it's like competition is what drives that. So it's like with the money being in the, the submission grappling more no-gi side of it, like I wonder if that then sort of starts to, you know, fade away just the gi jiu-jitsu in general yeah well another thing is i reckon i reckon the submission grappling is more exciting to yeah. watch you know so um with that yeah with the with the gi stuff um i'm not really sure like um at the end of the day yeah i reckon you know no gi grappling you're you know, and I guess as well with the social, like the associate media aspect as well, yeah. a lot of people are drawn to that and they yeah. want to make it big time with that. And then obviously there's more sponsorships, yeah. more money. So I guess that's a competitive drive for people as well, like to that yeah. are drawn o over to Nogi, I think. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. I, I just wonder then if like that means that the gi side of things just slowly starts dying. Like, yeah. has it done its I, dash? You I know? Don't, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's dying. I think it's already, it's still at that, it's just, at that level still it's just plateaued at that level but Nogi's just going yeah, further ahead yeah that makes sense you know sense. there's always going to be Nogi worlds that are just you know got the best guys in the world it's always a big event it's always mm. going to be that but I just think yeah the submission grappling is starting to whoosh. yeah like really take over yeah yeah I mean it makes sense so um, you guys the first sort of events and like the way you guys started running the events was like a sort of like an IBJF style but then it was just submission only like how did you guys kind of come up with their first um, concept for the event and so, so like it's like anyone could enter you go you do an odd sub only and it's the same thing it's like you wait brackets and the only thing that's different was that it was a submission only no points yeah so it was submission only um, no points and if it went to if it was no submission then it would just go to a referee decision oh, okay. who he thought was more dominant 
who was chasing the submission more you know so and then it was just um we started off with round robin but um got over that pretty quick <laughs> it's, it takes it out of you doing a long day of doing round like multiple divisions you know hundreds of people so round robin means that everyone has to fight everyone right yeah yeah so uh, i just just thought it it just took too long yeah like it, it's a lot of, you know if, uh, we were finding that people were coming coming in the morning and they say their their matches were on at 10 in the morning and then they'd have to wait all day long till mm. like five o'clock in the afternoon to do no gear or something, something like that so we just thought oh no get get rid and it was it was tough on us uh, tough on us as well like and, and, and organizers yeah, yeah and staff and referees yeah just like long day so we switched over and we would we changed now to double double elimination mm. so that just gives so how does that work in a bracket so if you so soon as you lose a match so if you lose your first second or even your third match you get placed into the rapid charge bracket yeah where you can carry on and fight for third at the end ah uh, okay yeah. yep 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 that's so, cool so it's like double chance like yeah can, right yeah yeah I always feel like I've had a like I've had dudes that I've fought in tournaments where like the hardest dude that I had to face on the way to the finals was the guy I eliminated first and I always felt really bad for that dude because it's like he goes home with nothing like oh, at, yeah. at Pampax in the Gi the hard uh, sorry at Nationals in the Gi like the I, the dude that I knocked out in the first round was the hardest guy and then he yeah. just went home with nothing and yeah. I was like fuck it kind of yeah. like sort of sucks for and him was, you know because yeah. it's like he doesn't now he doesn't doesn't get anything and that, that that was the same at the state titles too and it's just like literally luck of the draw but if I like I would have rather like he should have been in the final essentially if you're going right, like yeah. who's good at yeah, jiu-jitsu okay. you know and I guess was he from Melbourne do you know if he was, I think from, he was Mel- from Sydney so, so he flew all the way to yeah, Sydney so to fight for a minute twenty. It's um a lot of money. Yeah, like what you're paying two two fifty flights, and then it wasn't wasn't cheap. It wasn't comp. cheap to do the nationals. And then yeah, if you if you're staying there for a couple of days, yeah, it's, yeah. it all adds up. Yeah, yeah, so, it's unfortunate, eh? And then you you only get like that one shot, and like yeah. he did better in Nogi, um. But yeah, I mean, you're still there. I think he would have had three fights for the whole week. What did you do? You get double gold. I think yeah. you got double gold. Yeah, nice. Thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, I came up short against uh, your teammate. Oh, yeah, you know what? I was, talking, <laughs> I was talking about that in the gym actually the other day. Do you remember me on the sideline just going cross face him, Greg? Yeah, cross face. drive drive that shoulder into his jaw. <laughs> like, uh, was oh. that in the nogi one? Yeah, that was oh, a, yeah, I felt like a fuckhead because I didn't I didn't know you at all then. <laughs> and then so where so. To paint the picture, my teammate Greg, you guys were in the final, I think, for the the nogi, and then I'm literally telling Greg to like fucking smash his shoulder <laughs> into your jaw, and I could like look at you and looking was, at me, and I was yeah. just going, "Fuck, I feel like a cunt." Because well, yeah, I can remember because I I had like a um, lockdown on his. Uh, I forget, I knew I didn't have long left. Yeah, and I just it was just a shit attempt. I had I had a lockdown on his leg, and I was just trying to calf crush him with my legs, <laughs> and I was just fully stretching out my legs just trying to cut like calf rush him so and he knew it he must must have felt uncomfortable for him but, yeah um so he was like fuck you then i'm like fuck. he was just driving like into my jaws and i think that was how the match ended when it when it pretty much yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. Duh, and it was just like 
Fuck, but um, yeah, that guy's a beast, man. Like he just goes yeah. black belt on Saturday too. Yeah, I saw and uh, Paolo too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I fought fought Paolo as well before as well. Yeah, down, that's down not at a, Melbourne. Not not a great experience. So yeah, both both two tough boys. Mm. You know, I expect that when they're if they're rolling around with 120 kilo Fabio Galeb most days, they're not gonna be not gonna be pushovers, are they? Oh fuck, yeah. It was um, <laughs> it was uh, it was really cool because like so. I started training at Southside, which is where Greg trains, and then Paulo's uh, one of my coaches down there, and so that's up in Brisbane, um, oh, yeah. so South Brisbane, so that we just call it the Southside gym, yep. and um, yeah, so they were obviously both brown belts, they were the dudes that took my classes, and Greg is a guy that he helped me a lot, like we'd train together on the weekends, and yep. I just thought it was really cool that a dude that was that close to his black belt wanted to train with me when I first started. We used to yeah, just cool. do like nice. so many like specific training rounds, so many roles, like just yeah, train together a lot and then competing together and stuff. So yeah, that's it cool. was really cool to see him get his black belt the other day. And but he's a fucking beast, bro. A yeah. beast. And I remember when I, I remember spinning around on top and I had like, I was going for a knee bar and I had, I had his leg locked up on top and his legs were like trunks oh, and yeah. I was like fuck why am I doing this I'm never going to be able to separate these guys legs like I, just, I remember I just had to had to give it up he's one of those dudes where like you know when you like you push some people and they move and then you push other people and they don't yeah, move was, but they're, yeah. they're like the same weight and the same size it's just like he's just got one of those frames where it's just yeah. old school strength well he was actually lighter than me yeah and yeah he was yeah he was strong yeah <laughs> No, yeah. motherfucker, eh? Yeah, I won't. I tell him, yeah, I won't want to. I won't. Don't want that match again anytime soon. <laughs> oh, <I> just, <laughs> we, were talk, we were talking about it in the gym the other day because I said yeah. that you were coming on, and I was like, I feel so bad because I was literally like yelling at him to just like put his fucking shoulder across <laughs> your jaw and smash shit out of you. That's all good. Uh, it's that's part it. of the game. I was gonna say it's how it rolls, but at those. But then it's then it's cool. We we all had a drink after yeah and like, then we went out because yeah. you obviously know Judd super well yeah and then so we all ended up going out on the fucking piss all night having a, having a few down at um, where was it Brunswick Street I think yeah, yeah it was what's Brunswick? the name of that Black Pearl, Black Pearl that's yeah. what it was two it was years in a row a few, few rums down there yeah not a bad spot eh yeah. yeah no it was a cool it was a cool weekend that one that was I did Pampax last year but I just I just wasn't in the same like competitive like yeah. mindset like I just hadn't got it figured out like I, I felt like I would go and compete and it wasn't as good as I'd go in the gym Yeah, but it's, ne- like now I feel I've got a handle of it to where it's like I will go as good and then at least you even if you lose you can feel good about that like okay at least I fucking did what I know how to do and it just wasn't good enough it's nothing worse than going and just you suck compared to what you can do in the gym yeah I, I get this I get that same I get like that as well. Like sometimes I just, yeah, I just go so bad in competition. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, and then it all just comes down to, I don't know, just your focus and then your nerves and yeah, yeah. Just ma- it's like, for me, it's just like managing the nerves yeah. and like accepting yeah. that. I think a big, it's just acceptance. Like you can't con- like you can control the outcome to an extent, but if the dude's better than you, like then you can't control the outcome. So it's yeah. like. You just sort of can't worry about it. And so when you got back, you got your blue belt after mm. that? No, I only just got on the weekend as well. Oh, you, oh okay. Yep. So that's where I saw... Yeah, yep. just, so yeah. I, had to, I had to wait a little bit still. Cool. But um, no, that, that was cool because it definitely was a fucking long time. It, felt, it wasn't a long time. It felt like a long time coming. Like yeah. I'd put so much 
like I mean everyone does but I put so much emphasis on it but then I'm really glad like that Fabio made me because I did the state titles and I did I did double gold at the state titles up, up here yeah, yeah for Queen and then I was like oh surely I'll get it and I, I didn't I wasn't interested in going to nationals like it wasn't on my radar and then I was like expecting to go there Monday blue belt bang oh, yeah. all good fucking <laughs> dialed didn't come and I, and then I wasn't like bummed or mad but I was like oh, fuck alright and then it was like you should do nationals and then I was like oh, I don't know alright I'll do it and then I did it did well and then so I'm glad that you know it wasn't just like yep you did good at states fucking go yeah. for it because I just wouldn't have had that experience and I yeah, feel yeah. like I'm better for having that experience now yeah, which is cool sure. are you going down to Pampax only if I can get work sorted yeah there's just i've got to go to new zealand for a week and then i'm in melbourne so like i'm just sort of all over the place like i've only trained last week was my first full week of training since nationals oh yeah which was yeah. that busy yeah it's just been well i did i was pretty much away for all of september yeah so i went we rode bikes up to the tip of australia like motocross bikes so we started in we drove from brisbane to cairns and then cairns to um the tip on bikes so we did like 10 days and then I had to stay in Cairns for a week after that. So I pretty much lost like all of September. So I come back and it was just pretty much over. Okay. So. And did you, did you mention that you were from Cairns originally? Yeah. 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 So that and Judd's from Cairns as well. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Okay, so that's, that's how right. we all, yeah. yeah, that's how we all sort of know each other. So he's been yeah. around for fucking forever. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. He yeah, is, and, he, huh? and he's, he's one, like one of the guys that's like supported from the beginning as well. Like yep. what, what we've been doing. So, and now we've, now we've took on uh, Axel as well with for, uh, Sub Apparel. Yeah, I just so, saw that the other day. I'm pretty stoked yeah. on that. Eh, that kid's a monster, dude. Yeah, he's doing. He's doing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I swear he must have like I don't know, fifty gold medals hanging up on his wall. Oh. He's got well, probably more. It's insane, like eh? It, like every comp he goes to, he's like getting double gold. So and he's been doing that, yeah, for like three or four years. Yeah. So. Have, are you? It's crazy. Like you would have seen this new wave. Like that. That that has to be new really like kids that are that yeah. committed that young with yeah. families that like because judd could see like gordon ryan like gordon ryan's fucking killing it right now like he's making a lot of money and granted there's only one gordon ryan but it's like if your kid's got a chance and, and first of all axel loves jujitsu yeah so it's like that kid's gonna want to do it whether they're going to these competitions or not you know and he wants to compete like that kid's so fucking keen but it's like that kid now has an idol in and not just Axel but all these kids in jiu-jitsu they have like a Craig Jones to look up to they have a Gordon Ryan they have Lachlan Giles yeah. now they have all of these people and it's like that would be new right like that sort of wasn't around before yeah for, yeah like now there's I, yeah I know most most of the kids around that are competing so and you, there is yeah there is the, the super keen keen ones that are you know that are looking forward to the yeah. future like yeah for sure yeah it's exciting to see like just where where Australia is now in Jiu Jitsu just think of it next in the next you know like 10 years it's going to be crazy yeah and then you think about again we'll get into a bit later but like what Lachlan just did like Craig did it last year's yeah. ADCC Lachlan did it again yeah. at this year's ADCC it's like you know you used to be this thing where you'd like go to AOJ or you'd go to Atos or you'd go to Henzo's 
to be good at jiu-jitsu but it's yeah. like mm, you can go to absolute yeah. <laughs> like, like they did all right yeah so it's like it's cool and for me like one of the things i love and like one of the things that i'm so interested in what you're doing like that subversion event that you just did like when i saw the photos like grant i had a lot of friends competing in that with like demarco and, and nobby yeah. and those boys so it was like it was really cool for me to have a horse in the race but like the photos DeMarco was posting, the video that you guys put out post-event, the the lighting, the production, the stage, the fucking venue, like what you guys did, it just looked so good. And for me, yeah. like I, when I went to America and when I was doing my filming and production, it was around Supercross that sold out like Anaheim Stadium and all of these football stadiums all over America. And it's like, to me... I'm like, there's no reason jiu-jitsu can't have, you know, obviously not a football stadium, but it's like, for the quality, like, th- this shit can be stepped up and then th- yeah. your last subversion event, I'm like, well, fucking someone just did it. Yeah. Like, it's got to be cool that you were that guy that, well, you and your team were like the people that brought that to life in Australia. Yeah. Um, we, it was, yeah, there's a guy called Matt Morris. Yeah. He's he's the one that does all like my videography and stuff and his background is in events. So it was I think it was December when was it? Was it? It was probably December last year. Uh one of the guys Keller Locksody he he just he was in the ADCC. Yeah. Uh he said to me he goes, "Oh, have you ever thought about doing an invitational show?" And I was like, uh, yeah but fuck again, yeah what, where would where, I start where the fuck yeah I don't know how to do an invitational show like obviously I was a big fan of all the, like the EBIs and yeah. Kasai and all that and then um, he was like oh yeah you should uh, should get in with Matt so I was like oh yeah Matt you know I already know Matt he makes some videos so we I was like right we'll we'll start off slow we'll we'll do we'll do one little tournament and was that the five man team one that you did? Yeah, the quintet. Yeah, yeah, we yep. did. We did the first one where Fabs went in and fucked. Oh, that was, he was in. Yeah, he was, was in the, he second the second one. one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we did the first one, and it was yeah, just at Kel's gym, and uh, four team, five man. So it was there was Legacy, Gracie Humaita, Kings, and Grappling Education, and um, yeah, it went it went really well. Like it, the play, it's only a, it's not a massive gym, but it just like couldn't even fit everyone in it like they were saying oh we can't you know turning people away at the front door like i can't we can't physically fit any more people in people were like come around the back and like it was just crazy yeah. but um it went it went really well and then we we're like okay like we, we're on to someone here let's have another go we'll do one more and then see where we're at and then we did yeah we, we pretty much got like most of the top guys in australia has come yeah, down yeah. to the second one and competing again for uh, fourteen quintet, and it was good. I enjoyed it. There was again. It was, I think it was because there was so many, like all the top guys, and they all tried to play it a little bit safe, and there wasn't too many submissions and stuff. But yeah. It was all like it was only like submissions at the end where like yeah, Fabio came in at the end and you got subbed a couple hold, of guys. Think, right? yeah. yeah, and then Harry came in at the and yeah, Kamora a bunch of guys, but um. I don't know if even uh, Robert Whitaker was there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, eh? he was in the Gracie team. Yeah, right. Former, well, yeah, he's the former UFC champion. Dude, I know, but, heavy A. Eh? Yeah, but um, it was crazy. Like they they told me he was going to be in the team, but to keep it on down low. Like, I was yeah, like, oh, okay. 
It's like, okay, cool. Because you want to market it as like yeah, a promoter, right? Yeah, yeah. And they were like, no, nah, you got to keep it on the download in case like UFC say anything. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. And I was just like, rub my hands and go, oh, how good is this going to be? But the disappointing thing was we only saw him for three minutes. Because oh. with the match, the rules we had was if there was a 20, I think it was a 20 or 25 kilo, I think it was a 20 kilo mm. weight, weight difference, the match time came down to three minutes. Uh. So his match, he came in, he was he was like, yeah, over 90. And there was like a little guy under 70 or something. So mm. so it was a three minute match, but it was a good, it was a good little match. Like, How's his jiu-jitsu? Like yeah, just straight jiu-jitsu? Good. good. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess he's he he looks physically strong as well. Yeah. So yeah, they had a few good exchanges, but again, yeah, it was only three minutes. Does he play? Was he playing like an MMA style of jujitsu? Would you say? Or? At the beginning, he was, and then at the end, he was like getting into like the guy who he thought was pretty good le- leg locker. So uh, and in the end, he started engaging, and, and he even was going for a leg lock at, really? the, very, at the very end. Yeah, it was like, oh, oh, oh. that's pretty sick. And the time it went, it was like. Oh, fuck. Did you see I Quinta go for that heel hook on yeah. uh, on Hooker the other night? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy how that's like shit's starting to come yeah, in. Yeah, a few guys going for it now. Yeah. Dude, I feel like Gordon when he goes into that shit, like if if he can even remotely be capable stand up, he's gonna fuck some people. Yeah, up. Yeah, I want him to stick around for submission yeah. grappling a bit longer though. True, eh? Yeah, stick around for. He's like, yeah, was he twenty three, twenty four? So yeah, he's yeah, hopefully he can stick around a little bit and then go into it. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, that sex. So then the second one obviously yeah, so, was like even better again. Yeah. So after the second one, we were like, okay, what we're we gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna step up and get a proper venue and do it. Like we're all, we're all in basically. And so when when where was the second one? Was that is it a that gym was a gym? gym? That was a gym oh, again. Okay. Yeah. So first two were both at gyms. Yeah. And then we we'd been around like checking out venues and stuff. Like I think we went into three different venues yeah and then but when we went into the roundhouse it's part of the uni and um and they just had a fresh re- uh, renovation and um they sort of like they sort of didn't want to didn't want us in there like, uh-huh. uh, we just i don't think the guys were keen the guys fighting in here and we're like oh it's not proper fighting like it's uh, like wrestling just wrestling on the mat and yeah so they didn't want us in there and then he said, "Oh, well, give us a call. Give us a call back in like six months and see if you know the minds have changed." So we we did, and then they weren't making any money, and they're like, "Fuck yeah, we'll take your money." Because yeah, the venue was more for like just bands and yeah. gigs and stuff, and they, and, and they do some conferences, conferences there and stuff. But yeah, they were just like, "Yeah, yeah, you can you can book it." We're like, "Fuck." So yeah. what's the venue again? UNSW Roundhouse. I'm just gonna look it up just so I can get a visual. UNSW Roundhouse. And if there's any other promoters out there thinking they're gonna hire this venue, better watch out. You got Before another thing coming because yeah, uh, yeah, we got a fucking brown belt here that's got <laughs> something to say about it. Um, oh yeah, dude, that's a fucking sick spot, man. That's insane. So yeah, they've freshly renoed it. Yeah. And so, Absolutely, how did yeah. you have it set up? Did you have it set we up? We moved that. We we built like they had staging, and we just built the stage in the middle. Yeah, there's you see that one there in the front. There, it's pretty this, cool. This one here. Yeah. Yeah, right. That is super cool, man. Uh, oh yeah, it's an iconic roundhouse revamp complete. Yeah. Um, 
how what what is what was the setup like what is the setup like to do that that tournament that you guys do like the invite only one yeah so i was like i wasn't a massive fan of the quintet like the only, format yeah i only did it because i used to be like pull out polls and like oh what are you keen for like, uh, do, do you want do quintet do you want to do super fights do you want to do uh, like an eight-man tournament and everyone's like yeah quintet quintet so that's the only probably the only reason i did you know give people what they want so it was like yeah, yeah do quintet. but um but at the same time some people don't know what they want yeah and i was just like and i, I spoke to a few people and i was like i'm just gonna do super fights and they were like nah that's not gonna work and i was like if it fucking works in america it's gonna fucking work here yeah so i was like, I was like boom just just had I think I had 20 at first. So I was like, I'm going to put, we're going to put 20 super fights on. And it blew out. I think it got to 26. And he, he, when you think 26 matches, it's quite mm, a lot, isn't it? That for, is a lot, yeah. Like, yeah, but we managed to do it in four and a half hours. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, I'm yeah, like I'm a big fan of that fight to win in America. Yeah, and that's, yeah. That's what, that's what they do. They just do super fights and, yeah, just all, just all sub only super fights yeah so and then that was it as soon as like I knew the venue were keen on having us I was like boom I was just on my phone like messaging everyone I, I could think of yeah like he came for a match he came for a match this is gonna happen and then everyone was, you know everyone was pumped for it everyone yeah. Like, yeah dude even I'm like sitting here I'm like mm. fucking we'll get, we'll, we'll like, get you I'll down go. for one yeah I was like I'll fucking <laughs> do one of these things like let me out some motherfuckers yeah. <laughs> but I mean it's it's cool because like I don't know, man. Like you, you train so hard. Like what we do is fucking stupid. Like look at my fucking face. You know, it's just like that's yeah. just every. You know, that's every day fucking for harder. It's yeah. like you rock up and you just get the fucking shit beat out of you, and then you know you compete a few times. But it's like, uh, like I was looking at those photos that Demarco posted, and like he's a monster. That kid, like he is a fucking yeah. straight up monster. And it's like, it just seemed like it just to me. I was like, this is so cool that because I've trained with him a lot. Like me, every time I'm in Sydney, I train with him. Like I've rolled with him once for like 45 minutes straight. Like we just had 45 minutes before he started doing a private with Axel and we just rolled the whole time. And then he'd tap me and then we'd reset and just go again. And it's like, I know his grind, like, and then he, the strength and conditioning stuff. And it's like, and it's like, there's no platform for him to like showcase that work. And I think that was the coolest thing when I saw the way that you did this event and the lighting and the photography and the atmosphere and the crowd i'm like i felt fucking happy for him win or lose that like he got to grind his fucking ass off for years and then he's literally given a stage to go go and do your best and to me i just thought it was just the coolest thing and it's like i could see so clearly like that's how this sport grows here like this is what you do yeah. this is how this works you give people a platform like you give him a name like michael demarco you're calling him out you're fucking announcing his fight like from team perosh and it's like that to me is so fucking rad it's like you you are giving this guy a platform because yeah. we all know how hard everybody that trains jiu-jitsu seriously works and there's nothing there you know you got your nationals you got your pan packs or whatever but it's like to, it's not enough to make this thing really grow yeah that's what yeah a lot of the guys were stoked just to again yeah just, just to get up there and have a platform for something different to showcase the skills so yeah it was crazy it was um it was a, it was it was pretty pretty stressful okay. i had i had a stressful time because it was i had Ozub in august uh and then i had 
beginning of September was ADCC and then mid-September was Subversion. So I had all all in the road. Was what was the ADCC <laughs> one? Was that a Melbourne event or a in Sydney, Sydney event? Yeah, okay. Yeah, just the national titles ADCC. Yeah. So I had three comps in a row where it was just... I was just like fucking just stressing out. Like just had so much to do. So this is like your full-time gig now pretty much, right? Pretty much, yeah. I've still yeah. got a casual job. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I was very busy them them few months. Yeah, um, like having to make all that shit happen. Yeah. And uh, where, where do you work casually? Like what do you do? Uh, ND, I don't know if you know, NDT, non-destructive testing. Nah, what's that? Uh, so it, it's basically just test testing weld integrity. Oh yeah, yeah so yeah, I, used, yeah. I used to work out like in the mines and stuff. Spent a few years out in the mine, like well, up here in Queensland. I actually did a, a stint in Darwin for three months last year as well. Or like Groot Island or something. Barrow, oh not the Barrow, sorry. I was uh, Impex at, in Darwin. Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, I was there. For, I was. I was. I was. I was there for the worst time as well. December till oh, February. Hot. It was absolutely. That's hor- what Kansas is like. Though. It was horrendous. Mm. Like, never will I do that again. Like, money was good, but fuck, I won't do it again. Dude, growing up in Cairns, I just didn't know that that was that that wasn't normal. <laughs> like for everybody else, eh? like we we grew up there, yeah. and like I, I whenever I go there now, like I went there and trained the other day, and it's not even summer yet, and I trained at six in the morning, and I was just fucking pouring sweat and i was so uncomfortable and i'm like the fuck this isn't even summer it's not even the middle of the day i'm not even outside like we used to race fucking motocross in the middle of the day in the middle of summer full gear head to toe 30 minutes and i was just like how did i do any of that but when you don't know any different but like now when you go back it's like pumps me dude like it's fucking no like i think today's hot i'm like fuck this get me out of here yeah so yeah so I, I still do that casual like got a casual job in Sydney just doing that mm. um, you know it's good it's flexible um, but yeah trying to do some more jujitsu well live the jujitsu lifestyle as they say trying <laughs> as to the, get, as get into say. that yeah well I think it's definitely like well on the way to, to sort of doing it with the events so yeah. how, how many people ended up coming to the latest version uh, it was well, it was it was sold out and yeah I remember I remember sitting there, and all I remember all the all the band uh, armbands have been sold, like all all the armbands have been given out, and the extra ones that we had for people buying on the door had gone. And then I think we resorted to doing some stamps for people, and then the or, uh, the the manager came over and he was like, I "Can't let any more people in there." You've, I was like, "Really?" I was like, "All right, fucking just close the doors, like." That's it. So, so there were still people trying to come in. Yeah, and as think, these guys. Were I think I got a couple of messages like, "Oh, I can't get in." I was like, Phew. "I just I, all, all messages." I was just like, "Can't do." Yeah. I was just like, "Nah." Like, there was people messaging before. Oh, can I get tickets, bro? I'm just like, just ignore. I've got too much shit to do here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, fuck, that's heavy. But um, yeah, even though it was like really stressful organizing it, but it's fun though. It's it's good being involved, you know, and having with all the guys and yeah getting everything sorted it was it was pretty stressful poor old matt who uh, who organized it with yeah he has to put he had to put up with a fair bit of you know with me over over the last week but um on the day it was just went just went so so smooth i didn't actually have to do anything i just i literally just sat at the table like next next to the uh next to the stage 
and I had like just this little device with a button and all I did was do the smoke when people walked out that was my <laughs> that was my one job everyone else was had their jobs and I just sat there just like fuck this is we can believe it in like I had the announcer next to me uh, Grant Bradshaw who do a great job doing the announcing he was next to me and we were just like fuck this is fucking cool like how good is this and, and yeah and then that was it people would walk they'll get announced and push. that was it just, that was my job yeah fuck, that's so <laughs> it's so cool like it's that's a testament to the fact that you guys obviously have the program pretty dialed to where like that's really what an event organizer should have to do on the day is fuck all yeah because the events organized one and once it starts it should start right yeah uh, but yeah matt matt did such a good job like before beforehand like getting everything like especially with the audio visual and yeah all that sort of stuff yeah, because like, that, that's what... Couldn't have done it without them, basically. Yeah, that's what, that's what grabbed me, dude, was just, like, the... Just the pure, like, the visuals around it. And, yeah. like, just fucking fired me up. Like, I, I just... I, it's like I was saying before, like, I was just so happy for everybody that was involved because it's, like, that this just... This doesn't exist. Like, this, yeah. is a, this is such an American thing, you know, that you guys were... You guys pulled off here. And it's so yeah. cool to, like, watch it happen. This is, like, the first time. yeah. It was good. yeah the feedback that we got was uh incredible really like no real no real bad feedback at all like which and is like, rare. yeah I'll, if you get it pull it up if you can see yeah. uh on the f- i think it's on the what would face I on the facebook uh subversion uh, just some of the just some that's of the, it there. yeah just some of the comments there from um yeah even like honestly dude even the branding and shit like looks really good like obviously i'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that just because of um you know my background with like the film and stuff but like yeah Yeah. the just the branding like everything that you guys did just looks so good yeah shout out to uh jordan who actually designed that so this was the this was the highlights video that's the video yeah and like was what was your opinion on like um on the level of jujitsu that that went down oh yeah it was we it was very high like we started off with a few blue belts and stuff but after you know even the blue belts just a few shit come blue belts yeah <laughs> <laughs> after that like yeah all all a lot of the top guys a lot of black belts i think we had i think we had eight or nine black belts compete haber browns purples you know we had a few guys we had a couple of guys come up from melbourne had mikhail oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah he came up he's a little beast eh? yeah uh jacob from 10th planet he came up then we had from adelaide declan moody yeah declan moody from perth jacob driscoll and george they came over so yeah good good level good level of guys and then yeah from Sydney a bunch of the Sydney West guys uh, my team Legacy Gracie Umaita was well represented so was Gracie Baha uh, yeah there's a uh, yeah there's a couple of boys from our gym I reckon would be definitely keen to do it as well there's a guy um, you, you'd probably know but he does the there's a promotion up here that he does it out of Mermaid Beach the um, fuck what's the name of that it's oh, uh, it's uh, the so, one that's he's from Axis. The is he's like a blue belt from Axis. I think that organizes it. 
fuck what's the name have you, of it? Have you been to it no i actually no. haven't been to it um no. i've been away every time but paulo was in it it was just a oh, yeah. um it's like a sub only thing as well i'm pretty sure i'll look it up if you go if you, if you go back on that subversion page as well um yeah if you go back and scroll down the page a bit um go down a bit more Yeah, it's that one, that post there. If you go to the comments on that one, one, no, no, the next oh, one, yeah. yeah. And just there. Uh, 16 comments. Oh, they're gone now. Yeah, that's so cool, eh? Like, great event, great entertainment, set a new standard in Oz, unreal experience, um, warm-up area, entry in the stage. <laughs> I like, that's my, my favourite comment there. This one, yeah. Uh, uh, Grant's one there. <laughs> Which one's that? Where's Just that? By, uh, oh, yeah. It was the most professional domestic show I've ever seen in any combat sport. Well done, Legends. Yeah, I mean, like, I so definitely... Yeah, well received. Yeah. yeah, like, I definitely... when I Like, I just... If you see the photos, like, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Like, when you see... Because it's the... It's like the attention to detail that goes into it. Like you said, with the smoke coming off. It's like... People have to hold... I think for anything to grow, it's like... You, there has to be someone that thinks it should be way better like yeah. that's where everything starts right yeah. it's like you get one fucking crazy dude that's like you know what I feel like this is shit the best thing in australia <laughs> is shit like that's where it has to start you know and yeah. it's like it's not a cocky thing or it's not a it's just like you have to be the guy that thinks that you could do something way better and then like this sort of is yeah. the result you know and that, yeah and it just it just turned out way more like just heaps more better than what I, what I expected I yeah. was like fuck this is I couldn't believe how how good it came out um, yeah and uh, all the matches yeah a lot of a lot of fun matches a lot of good a lot of good submissions uh, probably the only down points of the event was my own team I think we went one and three so next time I'm going to have to fix some matches next time <laughs> yeah, yeah put some put some blue belts against some brown yeah. belts <laughs> and then uh, there, yeah and then there was one match where it was um, it was I'll just be careful what I say here. it was uh, it was Declan Moody versus Mohamed Abdi uh, both both high level guys here for, you know in Australia and a super close match um, you know a lot of back and forths a, a couple of real deep sub attempts and uh, at the end, it came, you know came to decision at the end, and I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, I, f- I think, I think Mohammed's Mohammed's won this, and uh, and then the announcer announcer next to me, he thought he won as well, but all the, and then the judges when I got the judges call, they said uh, Declan, so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, so I gave out uh, the Declan got the got the nod, which was. Yeah, it was. I've, I've controversial. Yeah, it was controversial. Yeah, a lot of people were upset about it. I mean, uh, the, yeah. you know, like if you put your promoters hat on it, though, you just go like, "Oh, we'll just fucking run it back." Yeah, well, that's at the next one. Yeah, you we know? can do. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Mohammed was keen for that. But um, yeah, like I, you know, when I saw Mohammed come off the stage and he was, yeah, he was super bummed. I was like, oh, "Fuck!" Like, yeah, I thought, I thought he'd won that. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, like it again. I, I was, I think I was four or five beers deep anyway, so <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah, maybe really you make, weren't the best judge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it was super close, and yeah, probably have to run that one back. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great match. 
That's yeah. what's, I mean, that's sort of the thing, though. Like, if you look at the UFC, it's like, what do they use? They use all of the new misses. They use the close decisions. They use, like, that's what you do. Because I think that the thing that grows sports is stories. The sport doesn't grow itself. Like, yeah. what... Um, see, fucking open Facebook, you get hit up get rid of that um you know i think that yeah what grows a sport is stories like the sport doesn't grow itself like people that know about jiu-jitsu know about jiu-jitsu and it's a very slow moving thing for the sport to just like organically grow but what can accelerate that and really capture people's imagination is the stories that you can tell so it's like now it's like you have this thing where it's like a controversial the match was tight i'm sure you've got footage of it it's like if you really want to go you know to the next steps of stuff like this it's like play those boys the match let them break down what they thought on video and then you combine that video and then you show the you know you show the event and then you get them saying like that that was a bullshit decision and you know that's yeah. a version whatever like i'm gonna get that back and then you get the other you know it's like it's ve- it's simple stuff but it's like you've kind of set that stage yeah. but before this event like you sort of didn't really have a place to even air that shit out yeah i don't yeah both both of the guys are really nice guys and they're really respectful of each other um i don't think they could they'll be like calling out each, yeah, each yeah. other or anything but um but it's still a cool yeah, story yeah though, yeah, it, w- yeah definitely a lot uh, a lot of people were saying oh you gotta run that back it, you know be cool like yeah for sure but uh, another good story that came out of of subversion was tito have you heard of tito tito carl yeah he's the, he's 17 really 17 and he's been beating fully grown men for like the last two years like really? yeah thinking like last two years so he's like our version of Beat, Rutolo brother yeah he beats like he's he's a hundred he's a oh I spoke to him the other day I think it was 105 kilos god damn is I he like he a was, Maori or something uh he's half Samoan half makes sense Chilean yeah right and uh yeah I think he was 112 before but I think he's 105 he told me he was 105 now damn. so he's 17 he's purple belt what's his Instagram do you know it yeah T- Tito Carl Tito John Carl Joe I want to check this beast out oh damn yeah he ignore that first photo (laughs) (laughs) cross dressing he's not like super tall though eh? nah he's just one of those like tank dudes eh? he's just yeah short and stocky what sort of what's his game like what's his ace just yeah, he's his focus is no gi submission grappling as well. Yeah, just, yeah. Is he just like comes, a, just comes to sub yeah, yeah. That's it. Is he like a big top game sort of dude or? Uh, he's got both. He's he's, he's good from the bottom as well. He's, yeah. He looks for leg locks and kimuras and stuff from the bottom. Um. Yeah. He won. He won AD. Uh. He won. Yeah. I was sub. He won the belt in August. Yeah. And then he won double gold oh he trained it um yeah that's the oh yeah. dude the boys up. actually talked about him after they left he rolled with um pretty sure he rolled with wade who's one of our he's like a is he the big purple, purple big purple belt yeah. yeah yeah mary sort of dude yeah. that he was telling me about him yeah, yeah right okay yeah cool yeah he's uh he's killing it at the moment he's definitely you know if he sticks sticks to it he's gonna you know he's gonna do well. Do I hope, yeah, damage. I'm hoping. We're hoping. Yeah, if he just fully dedicates it for to the new, uh, well, to the next ADCC trials. 
Yeah, so you think he's got that kind of potential? Yeah, I think there's a couple. It'll be in his weight division. There's him, and there's a guy from Melbourne as well. I think them two are going to be there. Oh, uh, Dan, Daniel Schwartz. Yeah, yeah, dude. I think, I think his his Instagram. Dan, they actually fought. Dan the man they actually fought. Yeah, they actually fought a couple of years ago. Dude, yeah, he's a fucking yeah. animal, bro. Which one is that in there? Yeah, the top. Yeah, I think it's the top one. Is it? No. Oh no. I need to log into my actual Instagram because I follow all these people, but I don't know the fucking thing. Um, yeah, they f- they fought a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, at Boa. On oh the Boa. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a fucking beast, dude. Dan, eh? yeah. like gnarly guy. Because he's, I mean, obviously he's like trained at Absolute for a while as well. Yeah. Did you have Hugh on that card? The subvert your subversion no. card. You know Hugh, Hugh from uh, Boyd, is it? Yeah, the blue belt dude from nah. from Lockies. But he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he's a little wizard as well. Yeah. He's got a bit of a highlight reel going on. Yeah, there's him, and there's another guy called. I only recently uh, came across him as Kaya. Kaya, he's from Absolute as well. Oh, okay. I think he trains. I think he's from Bali, and he trains like half in like half in Bali, half here. He's also like a professional surfer or something as well. Really? But yeah, he came up to ADCC in September, and yeah, he just crushed his division. Really? We're just like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah, and he was he's blue belt seventeen. Really? And he was like beating black belts and purple belts, and it's like fuck. So yeah, like there's yeah, there's going to be plenty of guys coming up. Yeah. So what sort yeah. of what sort of rule set? So like if you've got say you got a blue belt fight and it's no gi, are you letting them do like heel hooks and knee bars and shit like that or from in subversion? Yeah. Uh, yes, I would always talk to the guys. And yeah. So, so I you wish, just like you know, agree like, on the yeah, rule set. Like you, can, you know, you came for this. Yeah. There was a there was a couple of matches on subversion where it was like modified. Like yeah, okay, stick to the you can't do this. And yeah, do that. yeah, but. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, so there's no like, you're not like going, no, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't. Because yeah, yeah I everyone mean, was, yeah, everyone was, you know, we had a rules meeting the night before when we after the weigh, uh, before the weigh-in. We yeah. did like a rules meeting, you know, went for everything and then did the weigh-in and then did the face-off and yeah, everyone was cool. So that. you guys had like legit face-offs and stuff like that as well? Yeah, there's an album on, on the Facebook page, I think, with all the face-offs. Fuck, that's super yeah. cool, man. Like it's just... To me, it's just the experience that you're giving these dudes and like, because that's the shit, like there's such a follow on effect that I just don't think people understand fully. And I mean, you obviously do because you're the kind of person that's putting on this event, but it's like the trickle down effect of like, you know what it's like when you win a tournament, just like a local thing. And then you go back to the gym and like how hard you train and the standard that you hold yourself to is like, I'm a competitor and whatever. But it's like, then compound that by like 50 to a state of like all right i'm flying to sydney i've got to get there for weigh-ins then i do the face-offs everyone's taking photos then you do the you know you've got a walkout song your name's getting called you're on the stage in a dope arena it's like so then take that back to your gym and it's like then the fucking beast mode mentality that you've got to that or if you win then you want to do it again if you lose then you want to get that win back and it's like then you've got your key training partners in the gym and you're like, bro, fucking step it up. Like we've got to, you know, we've got to get better. We've got to, this is the level we've got to be at. And it's like, if you've got gyms all over Australia where you've got those guys going back to those gyms and it's like every everyone is like sort of stepping up. It's like, there's a new benchmark of like, this is, this is what ready looks like now. This is what you've got to do to be ready. 
Yeah, I've had a, <coughs> I've had a few people. Oh, sorry. <coughs> a few people just messaged me going, "I oh, fuck that. I'm not going to do regular comps anymore. I'm just going to do yours. <laughs> I just want to be invited to the version life." But that's cool. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's what you. That's what you want. Yeah. Like you. You do want to be able to deliver that kind of experience to people because. Yeah again it's just got such a crazy follow-on effect of you know what that does to the culture of jiu-jitsu in australia yeah and um you know people ask me oh how many how many are you gonna do you're gonna do like four a year i'm like no like i think two is enough because i just want to just because i want to have it a spe- it's sp- got to be special, special yeah. event and it's got to have that bit build up and then enough time after for it to build up again not just yeah oh do another one do another one just just for hell's sake you know yeah so um yeah, I think we'll do another. I think we'll do. I think maybe I'm looking at April, April, May. We'll see. I'll just after in the new year when sort of calendars start, yeah. start coming out and yeah. then I'll get plan around that. Yeah, but, um, yeah, can't wait to do the next one. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'll I'll definitely yeah. be there for sure in yeah. in whatever capacity. But it's just I just yeah I just think it's so cool that someone's done it, and I mean you know someone's probably yeah. someone else is probably going to do another event as well and it's like which i know which like <laughs> it probably sounds not good as you sit here right now but it's like that shit is good ultimately as well because it's more people doing you know then there's yeah. a competition and it's like you that will drive you guys to be better it's like it's how this shit has to work yeah. but i feel like for a really long time like no one's really done that much yeah there's this few guys that have been trying you know a few guys trying to do shows and stuff but I was always just had my eyes on it, like how it's done in America it's like mm. this is what we which is do. smart yeah I was like this is it's not what a fucking secret bring. works yeah right they're testing to the biggest market yeah and uh, I couldn't you know also I, I should mention you know I couldn't have done it without the support of a lot of guys uh, from the teams yeah you know, a lot of, I have good relationships with a lot of the guys and they've all, all supported it and, and guys like guys who didn't even know me like from like when I started sub, like they didn't even know me but they just went love, love what we're doing poof, and they just start supporting mm. me so yeah I've got you know I have good relationships with a lot of guys and they, again it's all a part they're all a part of it they they, they were part of the event they built that the event mm. you know it wasn't just me and matt it was everyone involved who dr- drove drove it forward basically mm. um yeah. so when did you start the sub apparel stuff like doing that uh we we acquired it we bought it uh in january i think it was oh so that's pretty yeah. recent then eh? yeah what was the what was sort of the thinking behind that did you just wanted to own that whole like sub brand in australia subversion sub only sub yeah apparel? so but it makes yeah. sense like it makes yeah. sense to do um that. i actually i, I called uh, i called them up sub apparel called them up to see if they wanted to sponsor any events and he was just he was like oh i'm not um i'm not really i don't think we're going down that path i, I can't really remember the conversation now but i just got the vibe like something wasn't right and then like then it, yeah it. yeah and then i was like i think i just asked him and he was like yeah i'm thinking about just trying to sell it and I was like, sorry, I was like, oh yeah, I'll be keen to take it off here. So uh, me and Keller took it off him, yeah, in December, January, I think it was. Mm. Yeah, and it's it was a bunch of old old stock that we had to we've been trickling, getting rid of over over the last yeah since since 
December, January, but getting there. And then we just, yeah, we just started bringing out some of our own stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think yeah, in a couple of weeks, we got some an, a new drop of t-shirts and then rash guards and some kid skis as well. So yeah, that's that's a super competitive market. Yeah, it's definitely a hard game to get into. Yeah. Huh? And like, again, you know, people are like, nah, I don't bother with it. But I was like, fuck it, we'll just give it a go. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's how I've done everything. I'm just like, fuck, go give it a go. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I mean, definitely you get into the space too where it's like you've got you got a platform that then you can advertise it on and then you go, oh, you, you're coming on the show. Do you have a gear sponsor? All right, well, how about I give you some gear? And, and it's like, yeah. if you were just doing it without anything else, then it's like, this is a fucking super tough thing to break into. But it's like, you've kind of already got some balls in play that, you know, you can kind of like leverage yeah. that shit off as well. Yeah. Like they, any any event, I'm always going to be sticking Cyber Power all over it there. So yeah, and it that makes sense, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, then we've got, a, I've got, a, again, I've got like a group of guys that, you know, that we're supporting, you know, there's Tito that we saw there. Yeah. There's Hayden. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's an up-and-coming guy as well. Uh, he lost to Lachlan in the trials. I think it was in his second or third match. Oh, really? But he's a leg lock demon as well, and he uh, he was on subversion. He got a leg uh, leg lock win. Yeah. So he's another guy that's gonna be up there. So there's him and there's Rorik Oliveira, black belt. Yeah. Uh, there's some girls, Jess, Jesse Wenslick. There's um, Wendy Wendy Tran, Sebastian Attard. Yeah, we've got a few guys, in the, and, oh, and there's still Pasha. Still got Pasha from up here. Pasha oh, Stolia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, supporting the guys, you know, have a good relationship with them and just trying to help them out and further their sort of jujitsu journey as well and whatnot. So yeah, and I mean, like that's what I was sort of thinking. Then I was like, how much of it is like, oh, this is going to be the biggest brand in the world, and how much of it is just like, oh, just this is a fun, cool thing to do, and it keeps yeah. you engaged in the community and sort of like able to give back to people. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, 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 my motivation wasn't really like, oh, I'm just gonna like, we we're just gonna sell loads of stuff and make a load of money. Because I was, again, I was just being realistic. Like, fuck, it's super competitive market. Yeah. Let's just you know see what we can get rid of, bring in some of our new like our own ideas and new stuff, and then just see what happens again. Yeah. Like, if you know, even if it just, well, we'd like to see it, you know, take off. Like, we're happy just where we're at in the moment. I think. Yeah, yeah. Just keep. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I just just in case some guys don't get get upset that I don't mention. I got a who we got. We got Josh Josh Allslop as well. Um, who else? Axel. Oh yeah, fresh signing. Yeah. Fuck. I think that's everyone. If someone if I don't mention, <laughs> send your hate mail directly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. And so you did the subversion event and then basically had to go straight to ADCC. Yeah, I flew the f- on the following Tuesday or Wednesday, I think it was. So what? what's your... Pardon me. What's your involvement with ADCC and like how did that all come about and then how did that lead to you going this year in 2019? Um, it came about when uh, one of the guys was... One of the guys who actually we we hired the mats off he was pushing me to do another another comp and I was like oh, no no like I think it was in Fe- I was we just done one in February and I just wanted to chill it was summer I was you know I just wanted to relax and he was pushing me like gotta do, do, do another comp do another comp 
And I was like, no, no, no. And then, and he was like, well, just at least think about it. I was like, okay. So I was just sitting on the beach and um, I was thinking, oh, uh, what happened to the ADCC? And then mm. next minute I'm having a little search and I found John John Donoghue. He's the head of the Federation for Australia for ADCC. And I just hit him up and said, oh, do you want to uh, bring back ADCC in Sydney? And, you know, I think there's, this is the time to do it. You know, it's it's getting it's getting big. It's popularity is Plus, like, back. it's an ADCC and year. It, yeah, and, yeah, well, I f- was it? Yeah, I think Craig Jones had just won the... Well, no, he just had his breakout yeah. in... Beat Leandro. Yeah, so that was... The hype was there, so... And then, yeah, it... Again everyone got behind it and it was great we did that in I think it was May 2008 7 yeah 18 2018 and yeah it was a big turnout guys all, all the top guys coming from around Australia and uh, it's probably my it's after the subversion video it's my second favourite video now Oh, the highlights video ADCC yeah okay. oh actually I think they're tied ADCC highlights and subversion highlights but the ADCC highlights has got I think it's got like 60,000 views really yeah is it just on the Facebook On just on the Facebook yeah right because I think it got yeah just shared a bunch of times from all around the world and they, all the ADCC guys from all around the world probably tuned in and had a gander at it you know it's a fucking it's so crazy like how um like mellow you are about everything you're just like oh, I just fucking call the guy and just <laughs> yeah. and he just wanted to sell what? it and oh, no, I don't do nothing like just seems like you just right like you just come in and it's like you've, you've just seen a lot of stuff that other people didn't see opportunity in yeah well I just I probably wouldn't have done it if um, like that guy was pushing me to do another comp or Keller said oh do you ever don't want to do an invitational show but um, yeah, with the other stuff, it's always yeah, I've just seeing them like right, yeah, this could work, this is good. So yeah, a lot of the right place, right time, or just yeah, but it's like seeing the opportunity, yeah. you know. Like not a lot of people will like look for, or yeah, I mean, there's probably fucking a hundred people that were like, oh, I should bring back ADCC, and they're like, just never do it. Well, yeah, and one of the uh, the motivations for that was bringing back the trials here to australia uh, and i was like oh, fucking gonna we're gonna bring it back like this last was it this year yeah i think yeah, there's two trials this year japan and kazakhstan yeah it's all full of aussies like yeah most all the you know well that's how hard you got his invite yeah so i think i, I know about 10 10 or 15 went to kazakhstan and i think more went to japan so and then now you know now the and then qualified there was i think there was five or six six guys qualified for the for the adcc worlds but in the end i think only i think only four or five mm. i think two, two of yeah two of them pulled out one of them pulled out with injury and then one of them pulled out because he took an mma fight so oh okay oh and then kit dale pulled out as well so they, right. it why been, did kit dale end up pulled out in, uh, probably injury again. I think it was an injury. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, um, right. Yeah, the bunch of... So, if you think about it, um, that's, you know, that's our argument. You know, you've got, you got plenty of guys that are in ADCC yeah, World Championships, are, yeah. plus all the, all the trials. It's just full of Aussies. You bring it... Let's bring it back here. Yeah. You know? 
we could do a super sick one back here in you know Sydney. Well, so. I'd I'd say that after this ADCC with how well Lockie did, Craig did, yeah, it's a bit of a bummer yeah. that Liv wasn't able to get through that first round, but that was like a crazy match. As well, she just got super fucking unlucky. It was like literally what like a flying Americana or something fucking f- crazy. Yeah. Yeah, she. I think she jumped guard and yeah. something, and then she got over real quick. I can't remember. Yeah, it was just like one of those freak. Like they could roll a thousand times, and that like would not happen again. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Um. So yeah. So then you go like so the you do the ADC stuff here, yeah. and then that then like how does that then sort of link so, you up to like going to ADCC this year? Yeah. So we, we done a few comps them and then I was always if I. I was speaking to um, the head organizer for ADCC. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd always, I'd just chat to him every now and then through Messenger about you know what the comps we're doing here and whatnot, and about you know pushing him like trials, give trials us, here, give us yeah. the trials. And then uh, when the worlds got announced, I was like, fuck, it, I just want to, I want to go, just you know, as a fan myself, and then also try and be involved with a little bit it would be pretty cool. So I just hit him up. I was like, uh, can I? come over and like work at the event and he was like yeah yeah for sure like you can come and you can be with us I was like oh cool so um that was all that was all well it was always uh super hard to get words you know out of you know you anyway, it was pretty hard to get words out and it was always like one word answers or yeah you know, like, yeah yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah yes I'm just like sorry, I, was, I just didn't really know what you I was felt doing. Like in the dark. Yeah, yeah. So I, and then I, I think I arrived there and I sent him a few messages and he didn't reply. I was like, fuck. I'm oh, got stitched up. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, I just flew this way and I'm just. But I was, I was either way, I was just gonna yeah, watch it anyway. Yeah. But um, I, then I just thought, oh, he's probably really busy. And then um, yeah. So I was with, I was with Keller, and then yeah, even we linked up. We, were, we was with with Ben and Liv and Lockie and, and then a bunch of the absolute guys and we went to the the rules meeting and we'll stand sat up there in the stand and Kel, keller didn't have a coach so he gave me his coach's band oh yeah and they were like yeah all fighters and coaches to the mat so i was like fuck and he was like come on come on i was like oh fuck it go on then. so we went down and sat on the mat and it was fucking crazy man like we we're sat on the mat and i was just like looking around uh there was yeah, next to me was JT and um, I think it's Richards' his name from Absolute. We just sat there and just like looking around. It's like all the best fighters in the world. And plus like even the coaches like, you know, it's like Marcelo Garcia yeah, and all the, all the legends. Down, yeah. yeah, all them. All just, and, we're, and I'm just sitting there going, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> 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 just going, looking around. But it was cool. Like we we did all that. And then um, then they did like, they, they announced all the guys and like, Stood them all in the line and yeah, I did called, watch that. Called, they live streamed yeah. that on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Calling them all out and then, and then I saw then I saw um, Marco, who's the head organizer. I was like, oh hey Marco, and he was like, oh are you going, George? Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I'll go grab your stuff for tomorrow. So he went off and came back with a bag of stuff and I pulled it out and it had a sh- shirt that said referee on it. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? I was like, I was just thought I was just gonna be like you were gonna do the smoke again yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like i thought i was just gonna like even just do the, the points like i'll just run them back and get you waters you know or yeah. coffee so i don't care and he was like and i was like fuck what the fuck and i was like instantly like right i better tell him like i'm, 
not, not a really, referee. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, no, it's okay. You're on tables with us tomorrow. And I was like, all right, cool. So then I get there again on the day. And then it's, all of them are like from fin- Finland or Sweden. Yeah, yeah. All, all Finns. Why do they do that? I think. Because there's no grapplers from Finland. No, they're all grapplers. Yeah, it's popular. No, but I mean like no I fighters, think, professional. Yeah, I f- no, I think it's the language. Like no one can, because when they're uh, shouting and, and, car- and no one can understand what's going on. So that crea- that's my fear anyway. That creates less yeah. arguments. Like no one knows what's going on. Like if I was shouting in English and then everyone knows what's going on. Yeah, they were like, you like, come up, you come up. So when they, they yeah. so when they don't want to, they just talk in That makes Finnish, a whole lot of sense. And then when they have to, they'll just talk in English. Yeah. But Fuck, that's well, Marco, smart. Marco's from Finland. And Is then, he? Yeah. And then the head referee, Peter, he was, he's from Bulgaria. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I got there and I was like, and I said to one of the guys, I was like, so what are we doing? How does this work? And he's like, oh, yeah, we just, you know, you just you sit down and we just rotate, we take it in turns. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you could be on the mat and then, or you could be on the table. And I was like, oh, fuck, I shit myself. I was That's like, insane, I was like, bro. I was, like, no. I was like, I can't be on the mat at the World Championships. Like, that's not me, bro. Yeah. You got the wrong dude. Yeah. And then, um, okay. And then, and then, uh, Marcus said, Oh, yeah, you with Peter on Matt, too. And I was like, Okay, cool. And I sat down and I was a bit like, oh, Peter, what's going on? He was like, Okay, you know, you're just you're just like a judge. You just keep an eye on, on the matches. And, you know, if it goes to decisions and stuff, you give your opinion on, you know, and just, you know, basically just like, Yeah, you're a trainee. And he was like, There was, I think there was two other guys as well that, mm. that were like in my sort of same as Position, me yeah. yeah so and but it was super cool like i was oh a bit of a relief and then yeah. i was just like right on the edge of the mat there and i was just like fuck i got a mat too and i was like got the best seat in the house and then a boof bloke sits next to me and i'm like turn around it's gordon ryan's dad big gord yeah so he sits right ne- he sits right next to me and uh he just he he's a great bloke he was just chatting to me the whole time like chatting to me all weekend like it was a great laugh Man, it'd be, it must be such a trip for Big Gord to be like, have the, his two kids are like some of the best, like Gordon's obviously the best dude in the world yeah. and then Nikki's like one of the best dudes in the world. And I'm like, he probably had no fucking idea what jiu-jitsu was five, still six years ago. <laughs> like, I still don't think he does. He's just, he's just like, he doesn't, yeah, he's just shouting out, yeah, let's go. And just like, yeah. Like, the, yeah, he'd, I, I love it how a he's, trip. Yeah. That would be a trip. That would be like, having fucking Ronaldo as your kid but you've never really watched soccer yeah you know what I mean like it wouldn't that just be like yeah. the weirdest feeling for a parent but I love it yeah he's uh he was a, he's a great bloke he was a good laugh and uh yeah he's there supporting his kids and stuff and I guess he's a little bit of a celebrity in his own right now as sort well of is, so eh? yeah it's fucking so, weird how that shit works out <laughs> yeah. isn't it yeah so I was there on mat two um what did we start with? We started with the under 99s, I think it was first, under 99 kilo division. So I had like, I think I had, we had Nicky, Nick Rod- Rodriguez. Was we had, oh, I can't remember the first. He rode Muhammad, he, he went against Ali first, right? Uh, yeah, that actually that was on the mat one. But I'm, um, Matt, yeah, and the second, I think it was the second round. It was Rodriguez versus Cyborg. That was on our mat. Yeah. Um, there's, then what else that was had? a pretty uh, I guess 
controversial in the way that Cyborg acted, but like, do you think it was a very controversial decision oh. for him to win? Like, all I'd, five of us said Nick Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was. Ve- I thought it was pretty clear, right? That he 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 didn't. Him. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do much for the first half of the match. He was just on the bottom playing it safe. Um, in the second half of the match, so yeah, he did try that. He did try that. He go for an armbar. Yeah, and it did. It, but he escaped pretty quick he was yeah. out there pretty quick and then there was a few scrambles a few takedowns and just but Nick was on top trying to pressure and pass the whole match you know so that's that's what leaned everyone to, towards yeah. him but what yeah. did you make of Nick Rod in just in general um, yeah if, uh, him and that 16 year old kid Rotolo yeah you yeah. could just see how much they wanted it they just really yeah them two were just like they were there to win, like even yeah, that sixteen-year-old. Even though he's sixteen and he's like blue he shouldn't belt. win, yeah, yeah. They would. You could just see their, their determination. Them too. Isn't sure. it? Isn't it crazy? Because I'm pretty sure I heard on Matt Byrne that um, Keenan was saying that Ty, the Rotolo twins have been training for twelve years and they're sixteen. Like, isn't that fucking crazy to think about? And like, yeah, he's a blue belt, but like, he's not a blue belt. Like, he's a black belt. Real, like, he's a sixteen-year-old yeah. black belt. Well, yeah, he. All of his matches were on on my mat, and um, yeah, uh, in his last, I think it was his. I think it was to get into the final. Yeah, that was it. it was against to get, Paulo. No, that was the third place, third place oh, match. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it was um, him and Cabrinha's son. Yep, yep. In the semi-final, and uh. Up until the uh, the last minute, Rotolo was winning. He was winning that match, and then he just caught, got caught right at the end, rear naked choke. So I was a bit like, "Fuck!" I really wanted to see him yeah. get to the final. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was great, to, good to watch. Cabrini's son was yeah, pretty impressive yeah, too. Like, yeah. Can you imagine, like, even the way, like, I thought it was, I thought it was crazy that when you know they were doing the opening ceremonies and stuff like he literally had Cabrinha Jr. on his back like most people in that situation when your dad is the one of the best dudes ever especially at that weight that it's like you just want a first ADC like put that name on your back like that's a pretty yeah, heavy task ADC, right yeah yeah just yeah living up to his his dad's name what he's done in ADCC yeah and he, did, he yeah, didn't he did, disappoint yeah. huh and I thought that that final was pretty crazy as well against Aquino. Yeah. And it, like he looked to me like he was winning that fight right up until he you know, the caught last his back, few didn't minutes. He? Yeah. Caught his back at the end. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, got his back at the end. But yeah. you wonder if um, that Aquino was just sort of waiting to sort of explode yeah. at the end, you know? Yeah. But yeah, really, like he was holding his own right up until then. Yeah. Fuck. He, what would he, what would he be? Would he be like twenty years old? As yeah, well? it wouldn't it'd be maybe twenty one, twenty two, yeah. maybe like maybe yeah, maybe twenty even. Did you see when Paolo Miao when Rotolo twin had got the knee, knee bar, bar on him? Yeah, crazy dude. Did you see the picture? Of yeah, his knee bent back. I need to. Um, we need to just have a look at that. Like what? Like I can I could see I can. I didn't get that angle from where that... Well, that was disappointing. Um, that was like one of my only things where I... I don't know if it's going to come up here. It's definitely on Ty Rotolo's Instagram. Um, 
It was on the leg leg locker page. I saw it. Yeah. So, um, you you've literally got to wonder, like, what the fuck was even holding that together? Like, look at this. <laughs> Like, look at the fucking photo, dude. And, like, Paulo's not even grimacing. What is up there? Like, what the fuck? That's out. Like, that knee's not supposed to be there at all. And that's not even, like, a... Like, you know the kind of extension that you get in a knee bar? And, it like, it hurts when your knee sort of gets pushed, like, hyperextended. But you don't feel like it really does, like, crazy, crazy damage. But like that yeah. going sideways, it's like that's like that's the real bad version of like hyperextending, right? Yes. He, yeah, he's just known and he just for not tapping on like toe holds and heel hooks and all sorts. But yeah, that, I think like, that I don't know what's going on there. That's I don't know if he actually was damaged or what. I actually I well, do, I do remember limping, when yeah, yeah when yeah. he got up, he was a bit like. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he definitely so, he definitely limped when he got up. But I mean, that's for an ADCC bronze right there. I guess that's what yeah. you do, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck. Like, but how's like the reaction though? Like, cuz you'd know when you're training, like you get someone gets like a real deep toe hold or a knee bar, like it's instant. Yeah, like there's like, an instant reflex where you go to tap and like there's a lot of times you you, can't, you physically can't stop that reaction. Yeah. But then there's other times where you can override it and you can be like, "No, nah, I'm not going to tap to this." But it's like at that level like there's no like there's just doesn't look like there's even a reaction coming from the dude he yeah. just like doesn't give a fuck that was right at the end wasn't it it was yeah. right it was right i'm pretty sure time expired um as he had that knee bar i'm pretty sure or he sort of let it go because he realized that he wasn't gonna tap and he had nothing <laughs> like there was no cards left to play but that that was like my only thing on adcc that i was like even remotely bummed about from the flow coverage was the fact that when that was going down, it wasn't from that angle. Yeah, it was from I can, behind. I can see. Yeah, yeah uh, and you couldn't actually like that. Just if they had that on, I mean, they on probably foot, yeah. they probably do have it. It just didn't go onto the the broadcast. Life, yeah. Um, they had so many, yeah, so many guys filming there. They had even had that, you know, the the big crane that yeah, was yeah comes over. That's pretty cool. Uh, and I just remember, I just saw it then that Fiona Davis. Oh, the yeah. armbar that she yeah, got that on was, that, that was that was right in front of me as well. Like she set the she set it up like right in front of me. It was like I think it was like she had a back and then she like oh got went, up in a triangle yeah, yeah, yeah. or something and we then try find that. and then switched to the armbar and then was just cranking it. And then you could see, you could see it. It was just like, yeah, you it, saw was, it was just out. Yeah, I think. yeah. And then, then she kept, and then she rolled, and then she tapped. It was like, I think. Well, I think that's what, what happened. I don't. How do you spell her name? Uh, oh, I can't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, yeah, that that was not. I literally just watched that that today again. I was just like, Jesus! Like, I think she posted it or flow or like someone posted it. I was just like, yeah. fuck, like, it's so crazy how bad people want it that they're just, like, ready to let their arms just get fucking dislocated, their knees get dislocated. Yeah. But then even in the final, then she got she hurt. Got, yeah, toe hold. She got hurt, yeah. She, I think she went for a heel hook, and then, yeah, she left her foot out there, and she just cranked on that toe hold, and she, yeah. She didn't even get a chance to tap, eh? It just yeah. comes straight out. Did you see the footage of it after? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I've seen it after, but... Yeah, I, let's try and find that. I was there watching it, and then, I, 
Yeah, she was on a wheelchair out the back. I remember that as well. Yeah, because there's a photo <coughs> of it. Um, yeah, I had Craig as well. Craig was on my mat a couple of times. Oh, that's it so right there. This is the... Yeah, so this is like a... Float. We obviously can't play any of this sound, but watch some of this stuff and if it springs... Is this what... Is memory. So this was just like... I think this is just a biggest upset so this oh, is yeah. oh oh this is alicorn versus grippo yeah that's right grippo went oh, out yeah. in the first round eh yeah that was gnarly it was um well so what did they do there this is oh just reset um yeah it was definitely like a pretty crazy adcc of upsets too right like there was some pretty full-on first round matches like this one i'm pretty sure this was the first um, oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember <laughs> seeing him go out in the first round. I think that dude was one of the trials winners. And then this is the Nicky yeah. Rod fight that you were talking about. Yeah, you can just see the intensity of Nicky Rod, eh? Oh yeah, was he a division division one wrestler as well? Yeah, but did you see he just got fucking yeah. worked by that actual wrestler? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that actual good dude. Yeah, look at him, dude. He's fucking all over him, eh? That's like a crazy way for such a big dude to move too. Like when yeah, you yeah. when you were there like <laughs> watching it in person, is it is it really does it take you back to just see like how good they are and how fast and explosive the movement is and like because you know it's like when yeah. you go and you watch like say you watch football on TV and it's like, yeah, it looks like a big hit. But if you're like really close to the field and you see the dudes and the collisions that they have, like, is it that same sort of thing? Like, can, is it that noticeable but, compared to like <laughs> dudes that you might see like in the gym or whatever, you know? Well, yeah, I remember what was really cool is because, you know, I watched that. I watched the uh, Danaher. I've watched the Danaher's um, back takes and the leg lock instructionals. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, one ma- one match it was a Gordon I can't remember who it was it was against and it was on my mat and it was pretty close to me and it was they were facing me Gordon was it had when Gordon had the back Gordon had the back and, and you he could did, literally see him working through the entire system yeah and he did the old the whole fingers at the end and I was just like oh fuck that that's just pretty cool dude <laughs> like even you can see um, I remember yeah. that exact thing like it they had the camera right there and then he he switched to he didn't have the underhook on the bottom side which is like that's where their whole system yeah. starts so then he he switched it so that he went from seat belt like the yeah. choking arm on the bottom to then over got his body triangle then he started working through his hierarchy of grips <laughs> yeah. and it was literally like that and then yeah. there was even one point where the dude put like his head to the mat and then Gordon grabs his head yeah. and then pulls, pulls it back. over to the other side and puts his it was so it was literally to a fucking T yeah. of that back attack system I, like, I know fuck. exactly what you're yeah. talking about <laughs> I was like fuck that's cool I'm gonna have to watch rewatch my back attacks when I get <laughs> yeah it's fucking oh here's um, oh here's Lockie versus Gordio were you where were you when the Lockie stuff went down Lockie all of his Lockie Lockie's matches were, were on my mat mat too yeah that was awesome. what was that moment like so, when well, you f- when he first when he first submitted Kynan well actually when they started the absolutes they made you know they there was a bit of a break and then they were like right we're going to start the absolutes and they brought all the guys all the guys on 
um, and made a bit of a spectacle of what was what was happening. So I think on the first mat there was Bouchesha and someone, and then then on our mat it was Ken and Lockie, and then maybe I think it was Tonin and Edwin. Yeah, maybe yeah. I think yeah, and um, yeah, they sort of the the announcer was pumping up and. You could really feel the anticipation, like like it was, it was something different in the air. Now it was like fuck, some some shit is gonna go down now. Yeah. And then like, and then they announced all the guys, and then I was just there. We were watching like Lockie in his first one, and it was crazy to watch. Yeah, like like Lockie that pull guard straight away, and then he's just like just spinning underneath him and whatnot, and it just looked looked so crazy, like. You, you know because of the size difference just like it looked like this little ball spinning around on this huge guy he's just like and then whoo, catches his leg and and Kynan just looks so yeah. calm like he's like no, he was like no this isn't gonna do anything yeah and then um, they as they rolled they were so they, watch it here yeah. actually it's right here he just didn't yeah he just didn't there was like no urgency on from Kynan like thinking that he was in trouble or maybe the control lock he had was just like like so much that he just had nowhere to go like it it just seemed like and look like you know Lockie like he's not a guy that's like gonna um you know throw his hands up in the air and he's not like look he's not Gordon Ryan essentially and it's like when when he submitted Kynan his hands went erupted like it never like you just don't hear that in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, the place just went, just, yeah, the roof came off, like the whole place was just going mental. And that was just for the first one. Yeah. And then do you remember, like, as he got into the second yeah, one? Yeah, and then it was the same, yeah, because, yeah, they were all, like, what, they all plus 99 guys in. It was the same thing, like, you just see this little ball just spinning around underneath this huge unit, and then, boof, just catches his leg again, and same thing, place just went, just went crazy. And like I, I was just, we all, all just sat there as well, like just going, "What fuck? Like that is, this is insane." He's uh, he, it was, and then, and then, oh yeah, so that was the second one, and then, unfortunately, yeah, he, he Gordon got so then got he, him in. The, well, he no, was doing pretty well against Gordon yeah. in the third one, and then, but then when he got his back, and then, yeah, you know what he's like on the back, and then, and then for that third place medal against Muhammad Ali just Muhammad super Muhammad Ali he just looked like a different Muhammad Ali from the previous comps yeah he was huge absolutely huge and then boof just does it does it again I just couldn't believe it everyone, everyone was just stunned like, <laughs> everyone and and I think yeah like he, I think he topped like topped Craig Jones's performance from the previous one that's what that's what all the guys on the table were saying like oh my god like this guy this guy's he's took it you know he's this is this is his ADCC now it's so it's so crazy too because like what Lockie did that's so special is like when you first get sold up jujitsu and they're selling you and they're like the little dude can win yeah. like jujitsu's yeah. so like go and watch UFC 1 the, the Gracies come in and they were the smaller guys and they strangled people and they made them submit like that's what you get sold when you when yeah. you get sold jujitsu yeah but it's like you know as well as i do like that doesn't go down on the fucking reg 
I go in the gym and there's dudes that are way bigger than me that, you know, you've got more technique then and they fuck you up. And it's like, that's, that's how the, that's the real world. But then it's like, that was what you get sold. That was David beating Goliath. And it was fucking crazy. Like we were, I was actually training, um, at the time and Paulo was running on so I watched the Kynan thing in the car before I walked in to train and I was I almost didn't train I was like fuck dude like we, I gotta watch this but then I was like All right, I'll just watch it when I when I get done and uh, then Paulo runs in and he's like bro did you see Lachlan and I was like yeah I saw him beat Kynan and he's like no then he beat Gaudio and I was like what and then he and then uh, at the end we got to see um, so then it was like him and then he lost the Gordon match and then we got to see right as he was submitting Ali yeah. and I was just like unfucking like this is unbelievable like I cannot believe that he's done it and on that stage and he's the nicest guy in the world and he doesn't ever he never talks himself up he's the, like the epitome of being like humble and the last person that you not that you'd expect technically because he's so fucking amazing at yeah. jiu-jitsu technically but like he's just this humble underdog that like you just don't see you just don't see him stealing ADCC like everybody that's all everybody ta- yeah. was talking about yeah. was just like this guy that just like literally stole the show yeah it was, it was insane to see it there live like yeah it's definitely my highlight well everyone's highlight isn't it really well, it's from you, the comp. You watch jujitsu history get made. Yeah, it's fucking <clears throat> yeah, it's incredible. And I'm I'm so happy for him because of the effort that he puts into not just like his own jujitsu, but just jujitsu in general. Like yeah. he's was so, he's been so committed to the uh, instructionals. He's been so committed to his YouTube channel. Like years, he's been grinding on the YouTube channel and all the work that he does. Like that man must not do anything else other than jiu-jitsu yeah and to see it you know really pay off and like he could never compete again and he is in he is in the all-time legend is yeah legend status of (laughs) jiu-jitsu never has to do anything yeah yeah well we 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 went for dinner the after the first first day and uh, yeah it was just i was with with the whole absolute mma crew and it was me me and kel and um i think kel asked him like oh are you gonna do are you going to do the absolute? And he said, "Oh no, I don't think so." I've, well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. And he was, I, he ever said, "Yeah, I'm, put, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it, or I'm not sure they're going to let me in it." Yeah, one of, one of them two. But because like, I think like, how it come about was they said to him like, "Oh, if you do absolute, you'll probably get a better chance of being invited next year instead of having to go." to the trials yeah well I thought how it worked is you have to place first second or third to go into absolute but mm. I, I don't think they they couldn't fill it they couldn't fill the six the, I think is it 16 I mm. don't think they could fill it so anyone who was keen they were just jumping in like they had um, Tex Johnson who didn't medal he he jumped in um, it was, yeah so yeah you could say you know he's super bummed that he lost his first one against Lepree but uh, yeah then just Oof, just turns it on in the absolute doing all that um, I think it's K-Guard K-Guard into 50-50 yeah. yeah insane eh yeah fucking yeah <laughs> I love too the did you see that Ali 
tagged the other boys in oh, yeah. Instagram posts we and said like DVD. we need to buy his DVD. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, that yeah, that won't be too far away, will it? He's been editing it like every day because he's on like a bit of a seminar tour. Which I'm, I wonder. I'd have to ask him if he was meant to do that tour or if he's just sort of capitalized on it. Um, but yeah, I'd say that that DVD might um, do quite well when it yeah. comes out. There'll be a there'll be a bunch of white belts and blue belts <laughs> that'll yeah. just be getting yeah. that shit on the on the first day it comes out. And I saw yeah, I just saw today actually he's doing a seminar in Sydney, like I think next. Yeah, I saw it today. He's coming up to Sydney to do a seminar, so he'll probably be doing a bunch of seminars again. Yeah, he when will, he gets back, sure. yeah, hundred percent. Because. Yeah. I like I said to him after I was like, "Oh, are you too famous now to come on the podcast?" Or because like that you, was always get, yeah, you're gonna get him yeah, on here soon. Yeah, yeah, that was always the plan. Was so I was gonna try and film with him before, um, before he went. We sort of had some dates locked in. I just couldn't make it happen. Make it happen. I'm fucking devastated because one of my friends. Under, oh, you met Andrew, the Irish guy that we were out with oh, yeah? that night. Yep. So he trains at. Absolute, oh yeah, I remember. Him yeah, and there. um, and we like well him more than me like he just he's like man i just i got a feeling about lucky like you just i've never i haven't seen him work like this i haven't seen the the focus and the concentration and like he just put his soul into that adcc prep and lived yeah. it as well well yeah the, that that's their whole focus down at absolute isn't it mm. and the, the last two years has just been that whole focus has just been adcc and i think that's what makes adc so special is like that it is a it's not every year yeah which like i would love to see it every year but it's the same as what you're saying with the subversion stuff it's like you just don't want to play it out too much like there mm. there has to be this elite level of you know that 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 something to entice people to sort of stay in it it's like you don't get a chance at this every year and i think that's why the soccer world yeah. cup so it, it does it's so big the, the olympics like it's not a you know, it's not the only sport to do it but yeah to focus on something for two years just that intensely and just yeah. you know ditch everything else it's crazy yeah and uh i heard the whispers the next one will be in vegas i'll be there <laughs> so will i <laughs> yeah. don't tell my missus yet yeah i'll be uh <laughs> i don't know that i'll be qualified to wear a referee <laughs> shirt though no i'll like oh, fuck i'll have to bring my missus i don't think she'll let me go there by myself yeah to vegas way. so now nah, it's we, a hard sell yeah we, i've been talking to a bunch of guys and just saying look we just get let's just get a massive crew and just go there because yeah like just g up everyone to go have like, you would have been to vegas before right no i've never been to vegas oh really no, no. dude my my friend Corey, he just come on here yesterday he uh, you see like that they do like the quarter pipe at x games on the motorbike so like they ride the bike and then they f hit the fucking quarter pipe he goes like 50 feet in the air like the dude's nuts. right but he's about to go to vegas for a comp next weekend and um and we were just looking at like i used to go to vegas fucking damn near every weekend when i lived there yeah. because it was only three and a half hour drive yeah. So we used to just go and just every weekend, every other weekend, we'd sort of just hang out there. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we were talking about that and we just went on all the like the dumbest shit you can do in Vegas and you can literally drive a fucking tank. Yeah? Yeah, you can hire, <laughs> you can hire tanks like all the big gun ranges. Oh, we came and, for that? Yeah. Oh, it's the loosest place ever. Because yeah, we went and shot a load of guns when we were on our last day there yeah. in LA. Where did you, what, was you in LA when you lived yeah, there? Yeah, pretty much. Whereabouts in LA? Like? So I lived the at the start. I lived in a place called Temecula, which uh, is is that like north? 
So if you're in LA, LA, it's in between San Diego and LA, but inland a little bit. So yeah, okay. with no I've traffic, yeah. with no traffic from Anaheim, where the ADCC oh, was, yeah. it'd be yeah. about forty minutes. Yeah. So I was right around there. Then I went to Huntington Beach. So I lived oh, in nice. Hunt- yeah, I lived in there. Huntington yeah. for a year, and then I went to um, Beverly Hills. I lived there for about a year, and then I finished up in like Santa Monica sort of area, like. Okay. so i sort of went around a bit yeah the first time i went to la was yeah we staying in santa monica yeah and i just thought fuck this place is a shithole yeah like, i was like fuck like what is all the rage about this place yeah like venice uh, venice i don't know it was I, my whole opinion about la was like this place is a shithole like just homeless crackheads everywhere yeah big just, time. just disgusting like just dirty and like went to hollywood and it was just like the same i was just like this is all pretty crap so I wasn't really pumped too much, like coming over, going over again for ADCC, but because we we're in like the OC, Orange County, yeah. it was really nice. Yeah. I loved it. Like it was actually a lot nicer. And then we went down to like Newport, yeah, Huntington, yeah. Laguna. Laguna yeah. is, Laguna stacks up. Yeah, so like all around compared there. Compared to everywhere that I've yeah. been. So we, yeah, had, had a great time around there. Even Anaheim, yeah, it was all, we, yeah it was like we stayed just around the corner from where the comp was so uh, what what where was it at the convention center okay was it the yeah. convention center yeah because they've got anaheim stadium they've got the uh honda center which is where they do the ice hockey and then the convention center yeah and then um disneyland was just up the yeah up the street did you go to disneyland mate yeah we we flew in we got in there at like six in the morning and we we're like we just got a did you go just you or with with Keller? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, we uh, flew over, got there at six six in the morning or something, and we we're just like we've got to stay up as long as we can. Yeah. Power, power through, and then go to bed, and then you know hopefully we don't get too much jet lag. So we're like, what can we do? We're like, oh, all right, we'll go, we'll go to Disneyland. There's actually some pretty fun bars around the outside of Disneyland. Like, to, yeah, if you don't even have to go. In. What do they call it? Downtown Disney. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, they had they said do you want to go in the disneyland where it's like the kid like the original kitty one yeah, uh, yeah. and then there was like yeah adventure land or california yeah, land yeah. yeah and which they said is, there's more adults cooler. and yeah. bars and stuff but i was like oh we're just like nah we'll just you know we'll just go in and see the original like you know disneyland or i like to call it motorized scooter land oh really fuck you can't go you can't go like five minutes without seeing people on motorized motorized oh like fat, fat people just like man I couldn't get over how many there were really did you did you notice it last like, probably maybe what, it's just probably like more. maybe, maybe it's more like people. a new thing dude so I fucking hate <laughs> Disneyland and my one of my ex-girlfriends that I lived with she got me for my birthday a year long Disneyland pass cause her and her sister had one yeah. And I got dragged around to fucking Disneyland so many times and after, after that I was like I'm done I refuse <laughs> to be around this fucking place but I think I actually went with my I think I went with my sister one time like recently and it was actually pretty fun but yeah I just fucking it's just too many people dude there's yeah, so many was, people we, there yeah it was a Wednesday and it was like chockers and like queuing up for like half like half an hour 45 for like rides and then yeah it's just it was pretty cool like I would you know yeah it's like I'd, a bucket list thing yeah, to do it, yeah. I'd, you know I'd, I'd take, go there and take my kid there one yeah. day like well pretty soon I guess and then um, yeah it's just it's, it's it's pretty cool but it's also pretty weird like the people are there oh. like 
groups of people like decked out all in the same outfits or costumes that's america bro yeah it's so extreme like it's so <laughs> fucking extreme and right? then it was like because they got star wars there as well yeah and it was just like groups of people who were like just fully geeked out in star wars stuff and like i just, can't believe like more <laughs> crazy shit hasn't gone down at disneyland as in like oh, fuck it sounds terrible to say like, oh or, okay like, you like, know like, like that kind of well crazy the security's pretty hectic on the front door like they, yeah they're, they're yeah proper, that's true i guess but yeah i feel I know, like i know what you're saying yeah but like because it's full of fucking crazy people yeah like it, they're all yeah. crazy like, like if you're someone that wants to dress up that heavy and go in like a group of people like you're a fucking definitely a different person yeah even when you're just like queuing up queuing up for something and you just like sort of eavesdropping on people's conversations <laughs> you're just like what I just what are you doing with your life <laughs> dude there was a there's a place that it was actually like the fucking coolest of all the the coolest adventure like theme park I've ever been is called Six Flags and there's one in it's like fuck I feel like it's Pomona so I know where it is but I, f- I feel like it's in Pomona but yeah I, I had like a year pass to there as well and they got the gangster roller coasters yeah they, the one uber driver mentioned it mentioned yep. it to us yep. yeah like that, fully sick hyper coasters and stuff yeah big time dude that place is legit like i used to love going there yeah but again oh. just like this yeah, there it is. Maybe, yeah. Fucking stupid thing. Uh-huh. I actually need to send these back. They're like $600 microphones. Shit. And then you touch them with one finger mm. and they fucking fuck up. I don't know what the deal is with it. But yeah, that, that place was so sick. But yeah, the weirdest people would go there, right? Like just yeah. the weirdest of the weird. But I feel like it's just America. Like they've just got so many people. So it's like, yeah. so if you've got so many people, you've got so many weirdos. Like it's just a, it's just a numbers game, right? Yeah, just, yeah. Just the everyone on them motorized scooters yeah i didn't not, i didn't experience that and not necessarily just obese people all the time like there was obviously a lot of big fat people on these things getting around but a lot of people, a lot of just normal well normal looking people normal just i guess they're just lazy you know just getting around and they're just like you know get out way, yeah. like, make way for me i'm fucking lazy i'm like fuck and then and then once like it got late in the day well it was about three or four o'clock and I was struggling you know I was like because oh, I didn't get too much sleep on the plane mm. but Kel did and then um, I was just like I remember I just sat down and I just like he went to the toilet and I just saw I just fell asleep on this bench and then <laughs> you fell asleep it, on a bench yeah, and I was just like fell asleep and he and then and then I just had, like sort of just wake up to this commotion like Ugh. and like so this kid had just fully like in front of us just fully projectile vomited <laughs> like a cr- like just like it was just so much I couldn't believe how much it was just vomit and then like the mum just just grabbed him by the arm and just kept walking <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> yeah, like, right in front of us and then she's just, and then just gone like, and then everyone was just like oh fuck and just walk around it and just carry on it's like what dude the <laughs> the thing that used to trip me out was it's probably the motorized your motorized scooters but for me it was the pram parking oh yeah there was heaps of that yeah like they have like parking yeah. lots for prams yeah. so there's all these people that obviously have kids and then there's just like these massive yeah. like hundreds of prams that are parked out front of a ride yeah 
It's like, this just all seems well, yeah. like it's too much effort. <laughs> like yeah. if, if we have to do, if we have to go to this length to like park our pram, this just seems like it's, yeah. this is just a hassle, right? <laughs> the, uh, where'd you shoot? Like, did you shoot the guns in Anaheim then? Uh, yeah, it was called, um, I can't remember what it's called now. It was on the, yeah, it was on the, we had to check out of our hotels on the Monday morning. But we, you know, check out at 11, but our flights were like, like 10 30 yeah. or whatever. So we're like, and we we're pretty hungover. We went to the we went to the after party as well. How was that? That oh, was pretty cool. Like, Did the Jitsu dudes go hard after after ADCC? Yeah, there's plenty of them there. That's sick. Yeah, like Tonin, like Tonin was there. Like I've heard he's on. a bit of a good lad to party with. Yeah, he was there. Like, yeah, I think he had like these cowboy boots on and a cowboy boy hat. He's such something. a different dude, eh? Yeah. Such an they, interesting dude. And they had like, the, there was a dance off at one stage. I think that brilio steamer started it and then and then the hulk was hulk had a turn tonin had a turn yeah it was pretty cool it was pretty it wasn't like over the top wild pie but yeah, you know yeah, i think yeah, yeah like two o'clock it finished and then we uh all just grabbed ubers back and somehow i i'm i i got an uber back by myself i don't know what happened i've just somehow got uber back by myself and ended up in the Hilton lobby and I got in and uh, there was there was everyone everyone was still there I think there was Keller there was Hodge was still there um, and a f- bunch of other guys and Kanan was there yeah. with uh, Hulk yeah. and I was just pissed and I was like yeah Kanan take me down bro and he just like Wah! and just like, double <laughs> leg double leg me in the lobby <laughs> like and then all the boys was just loving it and then, everyone like, knows a fucking drunk <laughs> cunt from London <laughs> everyone just yeah everyone's just like laughing and, that, and then like the next day yeah, everyone's having a laugh about it but that's that fucking pretty awesome. funny yeah and then, uh, yeah woke up the next day hung over I was like right what are we gonna do we're in America. Like, Let's shoot some shit. I was like, because yeah, I, I mentioned it a couple of days before that we should go do it. But and then we're like, okay, we'll go down. I found this place down the road, and uh, we'll we'll give it a go. So we, we rock in. I, I just yeah. Another thing I can't get over is how we just rocked in. I was hung up, like both hung over. I think Kel had just had an, probably uh, half pissed. Kel had a, had an edible in the morning or something, <laughs> and it was just like, and then it was just like yeah yeah, just flash flash your ID flash your ID and sign this form and we were in in like a matter of like five minutes and then I was like I've got fucking got a gun man I'm like and there's people people in there just it is a bit scary have it's you done like it? A, oh, yeah. yeah yeah. it's like I was pretty scared like because I was hung over as well I was like fuck I've got to save up quick like you guys are just in there just shooting and even like some big rifles yeah and, I, and even uh, after like Kel said yeah I was pretty fucking like scared when I was in there and then yeah, he just ran through you know how this yeah we had like some basic pistol first yeah and he just ran through that and we just shot that for a bit and he goes and then he just sort of wandered off and we were just there and he was like yeah when you feel comfortable just come and get a Glock we came back got a Glock had a Glock shooting that for a bit and then <laughs> and then went straight to the AR fifteen how <laughs> fucking good is that it's cool yeah with the, it had the scope and like yeah. the, the red dot and just like. Dude, I was literally had this conversation with with Corey yesterday because uh, we he's never done the gun range thing in America, yeah. and I was saying like, dude, the AR-15 is like the one that does all the school shootings. It does like that's like the that's the bad gun, but like it's so fucking good. Yeah. Like, how easy is it to yeah. hit the middle of a target with that gun? So yeah, I, I remember I went like twenty five yards or something, and I was like shooting this. We had like 
the poster was uh, yeah it was like a zombie and I was getting in the head and I was like from 25 yards on my first go I was like fuck yeah it's gnarly <laughs> like I try and explain that to people I'm like dude you've got no idea how fucking good these guns are like and it doesn't even kick you when you shoot it it's just like so like yeah. doof, 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 you're like that's so it that, that's the one that that's the one school shooting that's gun. the bad that's <sighs> the bad gun so yeah but was, it's so easy to shoot yeah any fuck anyone can pick up that gun and and kill people it's fucking crazy uh, yeah some guys next to us they were shooting a, a pretty big gun don't know what it was but i was just like fuck like you know anyone could just they could just start shooting in here and kill people in here like it, dude there crazy. was a um fuck alert oh let's let's you want to get freaked out let's Are fucking you, google where is shit. it is it the uzi with the girl because the uber driver told us about that Oh, I'm just going to Google uh, gun Accidental range yeah, shooting America. This will produce a lot of results. Um, uh, gun range shooting. That's probably the wrong thing to... Um, let's type in that. Um, yeah, oh, so yeah. this was a crazy... This happened while I was here, dude. So this... I don't know if you've heard about this one, but um, there was a fucking... Yeah, that's the, the one. This was yeah. the one? And yeah. it flew back Watch behind it, it yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Dude, it's so... Nu- this happened while I was there. Fuck, why did you... Sh- yeah, here we go. It was ads. Fuck yeah. off. Um, yeah, like... So I... We used to... Um, we'd go surfing in Oceanside. So that's like... Um, sort of like that's like northern san diego like north county san diego right right? so we'd go from um why is this a 30 who a 30 (laughs) second ad are you serious um oh did i just (laughs) i just said are you serious and series fucking responded um when is this video gonna play oh it's like fucking full news thing um here we go oh whoa did you see that no I don't quite it's just like watch so she has like her right hand on the trigger and then watch like her left hand it just comes completely out and then just points to his head watch oh holy fuck dude fuck that's what yeah um, and that's on camera one of the Uber drivers told us that and then I guess really nothing did anything come about any, more, any they, more restrictions or like they, this? no 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 like, like no restrictions there is no restrictions like, on oh guns. it's just an accident carry on yeah it'll start a conversation for like a day but then that's it but yeah like there was um so yeah we li- I lived in Oceanside I uh, lived in Temecula and the closest beach to us was Oceanside it was like 40 minutes away yeah and so I used to still surf every day yeah so we'd get in the car We'd go surfing and then we'd hit like peak morning traffic. So then what we'd do is we'd just go to the gun range. There was like one right on the road where like traffic started. Yeah. So one day we were in traffic and we're like, this is fucked. Like we need to just not, like we need to hang out down here and do something else. And then it was literally like there's an airport and then a gun range. And then we were like, we should try the gun range. So then we got like our tickets through you know like we got like a card or whatever yeah and then we just go there like every other day and we just 
go in there and just fucking do target practice P- and shoot guns and shit. rifles? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just shoot. Because yeah. I grew up shooting when I was in oh, yeah. Cairns. Like, we used to okay, go pig yeah. hunting and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'd sort of always been yeah. around guns. But yeah. I'm not, like, a fucking gun nut or whatever. Yeah. But it was just, like, literally a thing to do. And I took my sister there one day, and she was fucking wigged out. She was like, nah, this feels wrong. This doesn't feel right. In the gun range? Yeah. yeah. So we were going in... And like it was pretty funny because she's like stirring the dude up too. She's like, she's like, what? So I just signed two pieces of paper, and that's I can have a gun. And he's like, yeah, man, it's it's easy. We don't make it hard. And like, and he didn't realize that she was like taking the piss out of him. Like, are you fucking serious? So yeah, we went in there, took her in. She fired like two shots, and then put the gun down and said, "I'm fucking done. I'm walking out of here." Because there was just all these strangers and like, yeah, it's not like... That's what I was wigging out about. Yeah, some of the people, um, some of the ranges where like they have kind of more security or whatever, they have like these clips that like, so the guns are on a chain, so you can't move them Yeah, past. I've heard I've heard of them ones as well. Yeah, but I mean, you could like rotate it. I mean, you could get around it. You're still, you're a fucking gun range, you know. But yeah. um, some of the places there, they make it a little bit safer. But yeah, this gun range was just like people just rock up and it's a lot of people with like their own guns and stuff and me and my buddy used to say like i bet half the time the dudes that are going to these gun ranges religiously like just regulars they're just waiting for that one dude that wants to like go crazy and then they all turn on him (laughs) and they just like fucking 20 of these dudes just pump this guy and that so we did that we took my sister there and then it was like four days later she was still there like dude 14 guys uh gunned down this dude that went rogue at a gun range and he ended up with like 300 and something bullet wounds it was like the <sighs> fucking craziest <sighs> scenario that you could think of and it was just yeah some dude went rogue at a gun range and then okay. all these fucking cowboys were just like yeah and just fucking <laughs> filled this guy out like 300 bullet holes yeah. man so i, I feel know. like I feel like half the time yeah. people are just like fucking waiting for that shit, eh? They just yeah. they just want to be there when that one guy has a go, <laughs> and then they end up fucking smashing him. Oh yeah, it's just yeah, it's just odd in America with the whole gun thing, like how it's just it's, so deeply it's, cultural, dude. Yes, yeah, there's a few things that about America. I'm just like, what is going on here? Like McDonald's inside the walmart you know oh stuff yeah like that like you're just going for shopping and then the, you know you get down one arm and there's conveniently just a mcdonald's there for you so. yeah <laughs> pretty crazy eh? Yeah. did you have in and out burger when you were there oh uh, what sorry did you have in and out burger uh i've had it i had that before but not oh, this time okay. yeah you didn't like it no i like in and out uh and wendy's oh okay uh, wendy no not wendy's sorry um Shake Shack, yeah, Shake Shack, Shake Shack and, and In and Out, yeah, yeah, yeah. They was they were pretty good, but um, we went to we had, yeah, and that was super weird chicken and waffles. Yeah, I ne- I refused <laughs> to do it. I, don't, I didn't eat it the whole. I lived there chicken for that long. And I didn't eat chicken it. Chicken and waffles, but it was good. I was, uh, yeah, got into it. Had a bit of that. <laughs> Dude, super strange. Yeah. I saw that uh, Chipotle sponsored ADCC, the Mexican food. Oh, is that what it was yeah. on the? Yeah, right. That did you eat there? No, I didn't. That's have the that. fucking spot, bro. Is that yeah? I, ate, I love Mexican. I never used to like it. I love it now, but in the last few years, yeah. I think I ate Chipotle. This is not an exaggeration. A minimum of three times a week for six years. Yeah. 
that was my stable diet like that was <laughs> it's so cheap and so so good it's kind of like zombreros and or, this is everywhere is it yeah, so yeah yes, everywhere. everywhere yeah, yeah. or oh, probably not not in like when you go through like the south you know what Just i mean like, like Cal- california and oh a lot oh. of like the bigger states like um yeah like california i mean it would be in every state but it would more be like the regional you know the regional areas like you'd have mcdonald's wendy's Okay. And oh, so it's like a franchise. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a franchise, right. but it's not. It's just not everywhere like the way that McDonald's oh, is. Yeah. You know, like there's not even Starbucks in a lot of places um, when you get on the East Coast because they like. It's so weird how America works. Like on the West Coast, it's Starbucks, and on the East Coast, it's Dunkin' Donuts. That's where you get coffee from. Right. Okay. It's weird. And like one of my buddies, um, I used to do a lot of work with him. I used to stay with him a lot in Atlanta, and like. I used to make him drive out of the way to get Starbucks because that was like the only sort of decent yeah, more Aussie it? style coffee yeah. and um, he never, just never did it. So we'd do a Starbucks run, then we'd do a Dunkin' Donuts run. Yeah. Just crazy, but it's like this divide of like one side of the country does this and the other side yeah. of the country does that. Yeah. Fucking weird, eh? <laughs> it's just a weird place. Um, what was looking at here? Like, I was going to say, we'll go back to this ADCC highlights and see what, what other little talking points. What time do you have to be at the airport? Uh, what time is it now? Quarter to eight. Oh ten, yeah, ten probably ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, you got to go soon. You about, about ten minutes or so. Yeah. Right. Um, one thing I didn't mention was uh, even yeah, like Keller Keller Loxodes match. He had, he fought Marilio Santana. Yep. And um, that was a super close match, but uh, just unlucky he got stuck in his guard. Like he he actually he he took him down at the beginning, like did a nice judo throw straight into like Kazakatami, but his his head just slipped out so they yeah. sort of broke out and then they were back on the feet and then they, he ended up just pulling guard and then just he was just stuck in his guard the whole match and then they, they gave it to him by by one penalty yeah right but yeah he, he was a bit bummed but he's he'll be back he'll be gunning for the next trials as well what do you think that like so two years in a row we've had some pretty amazing performances by Aussies so you had obviously Craig he, uh, was good, that guy. What's that? D- uh, Dante Leone. Oh, Leone, yeah. yeah. This was when he, he beat um, yeah, Lucas in this one, eh? Yeah, yeah that's, did, I think he won the trials, that dude. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Crazy, eh? Um, yeah, what do you think it does? Like, you you got Craig submitting Leandro, and then you've got Lockie, then Craig being the first Australian on the podium with his second place to Denise. And then you've got Lockie with a third place medal in the absolute. It's crazy too. Did you hear the stat that the last 77 guy to be on the podium in the absolute was um, was Marcelo? Yeah, right. How crazy is that? Fuck. That's rare company. Yeah. And the game has changed a lot since yeah, then, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like what do you think that's going to do for Australian Jiu-Jitsu? Like I remember hearing Lockie say in one of the... Um, in one of the interviews that he did is that like I hope now people feel like they don't have to go to New York or San Diego or oh, yeah, you know, to like learn yes. good jiu-jitsu yeah. like what do you do you think that this is the kind of thing that will give like Australian jiu-jitsu like a massive shot in the arm um, yeah for sure and I guess he has got the best guys in the country around him as well so yeah you know it's no secret absolute MMA the, uh, are the team yeah and Australia. you think dude the guys that they've got in the wings too like yeah. Jeremy Skinner yeah. like Lockie Warren like they got some crazy dudes that are like sort of right there too like I feel 
feel like Skinner got super unlucky this year to not even qualify. Like he got yeah. so, so, so close. So it's like, dude, 2021 ADCC from Australia could be fucking crazy. Yeah, it's going to... Especially if we get a trials. Yeah. Well, don't... I don't like always saying it, but fuck it, I'll say it anyway. Like they said, Singapore and Sydney, but again... If it doesn't happen, don't fucking... I don't don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but you think that this, like, this is going to give everybody, a, like, a real, like, a hope that you yeah, can be sure. from Australia and, and yeah. win on the world I think, stage? I think a lot of people are going to take a lot of confidence from it and be like, you know, if they can do it, we can do it. If we just put in the work, basically, I mm. reckon. Um, yeah, definitely. It's, I think... And even... Uh, even like yeah so what's is what's Skinner does he do under 66 I'm not right. sure what he yeah 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 he'd have to I couldn't what, see him doing being 70 because I'd be I'm 77 yeah well what's good now is because Lockie will definitely get an invite for the next one so that's so going to make that's going to that's going to free up a space for the 77 and then that's going to be cool it's going to definitely a lot of guys are going to be jumping in that like like the guy I said um, Hayden Hayden Linebeer as well he's under 77 he's killing it he'll be up there if yeah, and if Skinner's in the under 77 he's definitely up there and I guess that that Kane, that Kane uh, what's his name Kaya Kaya from Absolute as well he'll be up there oh yeah yeah. Be, yeah I guess in two yeah in a couple of years so fuck it's going to be pretty cool and then I, I think too, like that your events then could play like a a really pivotal role in, you know, setting the stage for these guys to like have a very similar stage to compete on in the lead up to ADCC where again, they just don't have to travel as much to yeah. do it. Like, can you see the subversion stuff becoming like that? Um, yeah, definitely. It's, well, we got... They can always jump in when we do the ADCC comps. We got yeah, the, yeah. But, um, but I think in terms of the show, you know, yeah. like you guys putting on that Kasai style, you know, like fight to win, all of those kind of things. Like, because that's what the other dudes are doing to prepare for ADCC. Oh, yeah, that's true, where yeah. a lot of the... They'll just do the super fights. The, and yeah, then, the then brackets then. are getting drawn from like, oh, this guy, you know, the flow grappling, no gi rankings, shit like that, you know. Like, I think that Subversion could play a similar role in the Southern Hemisphere no gear ranking you know like if you guys really keep that momentum going and yeah. build these great matches yeah most definitely yeah we'll we'll see where it goes you know just after the just doing the first one and then you know we're like we don't want to stick to in a, you know in a, a format like yeah. we don't want to stick to quintet or we don't want to stick to just um you know super fights we can always mix things up we might even just you know we could just do if you wanted to just do an ADCC, ADCC C rules, rules yeah. like brackets and stuff like yeah so yeah there's a lot of options out there for that sort of stuff yeah, yeah for, sh- for sure yeah. um well I really appreciate you making the effort to come do it it was really cool to um yeah appreciate it talk jujitsu yeah. and um and yeah get your thoughts and obviously like so cool to, to hear from you being like actually at the event and sort of seeing history be made in the in the way that it did and um yeah so just one more time to just shout out the stuff that you're involved with and point people in that yeah. direction so that um yeah because i just want to make it known too that like you literally flew here off your own back from sydney just literally for 
two and a half hours to do this podcast so yeah. i really appreciate it so if anyone's out there that uh, does jiu-jitsu or is in the community if you can do anything to support either the adcc events the uh, oz sub only events the subversion events or sub apparel um that would be greatly appreciated yeah. because you did such thank a good you. job of coming here and uh, making it happen thank you yeah i'll just give a little plug to um yeah first the sub apparel if you use the use the coupon code gypsy tales you will get <laughs> perfect 15 percent off your your entire order so yeah if you need some geese some rash guards there we go uh we we're actually we in november it should be announced in it in the next day or two we're doing a charity beach wrestling competition uh all that's all so all the money raised from that will go to kids with cancer foundation uh december sydney cup that's an afbjj comp and in march next year we've got the adcc in melbourne and that's going to be at the arnold's sports festival oh really yeah we've got we're doing a two-day event there in melbourne in march awesome yeah fuck yeah so that'll be yeah that'll so be i can't really wait cool. i can't wait to meet uh arnie big hopefully. arnie fucking choking i won't i won't uh run up to him and flunk yeah in the dude head like what? that guy in what south the fuck africa what was that about <laughs> super weird uh, all right, well, yeah. Yeah, well th- yeah thanks again yeah nah, appreciate and, it uh, yeah we'll we'll see you catch up again soon if you go on pambax or yeah well yeah. hopefully i'd like yeah. to go there test out that new strap you know see, yeah. <laughs> see how that works out yeah. don't think it'll be the same um and yeah anytime you're on the goldie just just yeah for sure hit me like, up yeah and, I, I, popped in yeah to collabs before now probably popping again yep. yeah yeah I, I think of the only places i'd probably go would be collabs or south side i think yeah or well you, we got uh, even yeah probably pop into uh talison's now yeah well, talison's got yeah. his new spot dude yeah. um i think we've got seven black belts now at yeah, the gym nice. so like that the other day what what day of the day i got my fucking black eye i think it was oh the monday the public holiday i had five black belt rolls in a row what, is it, what do they, they do a, sh- a Shark Tank thing on you? Do they? No. Nah. I oh, just nah, that's, that's just how that's your just roles how, went. That's yeah. just how it was. Yeah. yeah. Like I had I rolled with um, one of my friends who's a white belt, and then uh, one of the boys, Cole, who owns Heartbreak Conditioning. Um, I don't know. Oh he, yeah. He's right. a fucking animal. So oh, he's a black belt as well. No blue belt. Oh, blue. And yeah. then uh, so then it was those two, and then five black belts all in a row. So it was like, uh, you know, do you know Hannon? He's like the oh yeah yeah he was, there. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, there when I was there yeah, think, yeah. yeah. Um, it was like him Paulo Fabio Rodrigo and then I rolled Hen and Nogi yeah. again oh. after so it was a good little gym we got going yeah. down there now and how's Fabio going he's going good beast yeah yeah it's fucked yeah. I don't enjoy <laughs> he's like oh blue belt wrist locks and I was like oh, okay fucking this is gonna suck got wrist lock like three times yeah. <laughs> just trying to get frames like I was just trying to get underhooks wrist lock so I was like I don't know how the fuck I'm supposed yeah. to get around this now <laughs> so yeah I like Fabio he's, he's a good dude yeah he's a yeah. monster on and off the mats <laughs> alright man thank you very cool. much I really appreciate it dude thank you